unnecessary parts. Right, that's fine. We, we didn't need it. No. But it's, it's, it's comfort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Comfort. I don't think we've ever been able to have it work because both when we did the Zoom calls, it, I w- it would play in my headphones and only oh, in my headphones. Yeah, it would be us. so loud, so then I just turned it off. Yeah. yeah. So now we got it on my phone, so we can all hear it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a momentous occasion because this has never seen any of this. My name is Andy. I'm Sammy, and I'm Raymond, and we're TJ less for about a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the he's, rest of the month, right? Something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's doing some exciting things. We'll let him talk about it when he comes back. But mm-hmm. we'll have a couple episodes coming up here with with no TJ, no Tej. We're the boys are loose, so we decided to do whatever we want. Yeah, because you know what we decided to do. Since there's just three of us, we're like, hey, you know what's manageable and not too long when there's only three of us? It only hits like the two hour mark when there's three of us. <laughs> the longest version <laughs> of the podcast that we do is the roundup. Our roundup. Yeah, we haven't done. A roundup and... I don't think we've done an in-person roundup in probably over a year. Did, did we do one in the fall? A roundup I episode mean, together? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think we did. I don't remember the last time we did a roundup, yeah. You could pull out the podcast app and look, but I'm not yeah. going to. I know what, during my Christmas break, <laughs> I had uh, notes open of things that uh-huh. I watched at that time. So I was like, maybe we'll do a roundup and I can do one then and then we didn't so yeah, I, don't think I, we did. I have things that i watched forever ago that i'm like yeah well too late now uh, i've no. forgotten those things All well right. we're b- we're back to it yeah yes. and uh of course when we get back to it i'm like i don't really have a whole lot to talk about. I, yeah <laughs> i mean most of the time on these roundups i talk about movies that i went and saw and now yeah. there's movies coming out again so i'll talk about a couple of those today but you know sammy you always say there's nothing that you watch but then we still make these two hours we long. sure yeah. make it then somehow <laughs> we find a way no like that I watched on my own, I guess right. is my thing. Like right. I don't have anything that I watched that you guys also haven't watched. Sure. So I mean, if you're a listener of the podcast, you know how this goes. We're gonna spin the wheel. Yeah. Sound effects included. Sound effects included this time. <laughs> and uh, then we'll talk about each thing. And uh, yeah, that's how that. That's yeah, how that's that works. Yeah, that's exactly how that works. You're right. Yeah. So <laughs> I gonna... say since these go so long, let's just get started. Yeah. Please. Yeah. So, Sammy, spin that wheel. Is this like a radio thing that we had to say? No. <laughs> Can't bring that up. <laughs> what do we got? Oh, it's close. It's going to start with my book corner. Book oh. corner, the most exciting part of the day. <laughs> you guys are dra- dra- dragging me already, and I haven't even started to talk about the books. <laughs> um, Sammy, what you been reading? It's. <laughs> Welcome to my... No, this is like... It's a book corner. Oh. Keep it calm down. Cool. Sorry. Um, it is summer again, so you know what that means. It's my family's summer reading competition, so That's right. i got to make sure that I school my entire family, you gotta kids included. Kick a little laugh, yeah, raise yeah. a flag. <laughs> or they take my degree away. Yeah. yeah. So That's what's on the line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they if I come back to my work and they tell that I tell them that I lost the reading competition, they're like, oh, well, we got to find someone else for the well, position. Sorry. So, <laughs> so that's I read two books. So far, mm-hmm. we're like half a month into it at this point. Almost mm-hmm. a month, oh, I think, into my summer. Only two you. books. What, yeah, the, that's what am slow I doing? Well, that's a, the the reason being is the first book that I read was called The Way of Kings mm. by Brandon Sanderson. Oh, right. The main reason I wanted to bring uh, this book up because I was like, I don't even know if I want to bring it up because it, it's a twelve hundred page book. <laughs> it is yeah. long. And read that's, it yeah, yeah, it's huge, and I want to like recommend it because it's so good. I want to recommend it to everybody, but I'm like, it's 1,200 pages. It's so hard to recommend that to somebody right. to read all of that. How long is the first Game of Thrones book? 
like 900. Okay. It's shorter, and then the next two are about 1,000-something, but I think the first Game of Thrones is about 800 to 900. Okay, yeah. so significantly larger. It's a, it's a long book, yeah. And usually books that long go like one of two ways where nothing really happens <laughs> or right. just a ton of stuff happens. Like, my example that I go to is The Stand, I think, is the longest book I've ever read mm-hmm. by Stephen King. I mm-hmm. hate that book. <laughs> People stand by that book, stand by stand it. By the stand. stand by the stand. Uh-huh. Love that book. Nothing happens in that book, okay. and I hate it. All right. So this one, I feel like a ton of stuff happens, and it all is like leads up to think like you. It's progressing forward the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like things are moving forward. It's super cool. It's like Game of Thrones, but like a lot more hopeful and like inspiring. Oh, and like, less yeah, yeah. It's definitely l- l- a lot less depressing. People die, and it's pretty. There's some gruesome stuff in it, but it's definitely not. People as, are gonna die. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the the best part about a twelve hundred page book is just the last hundred pages is setting up for the next book, which was like, I don't know if I can yet because the next book is also twelve hundred pages. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm gonna have to take a little bit. But the reason I wanted to bring up Brandon Sanderson is, do you guys know the Wheel of Time? That's uh-huh. old, really oh, old yes. series. He helped finish it once the guy like died. Um, They're making a show now. Yeah, Amazon. I didn't know that. They, I didn't know. They, people have been wanting to do it forever, but right. yeah, Amazon is, it's Bezos inspired because he loves fantasy, and so uh, it's like, the Lord of the Rings idea is his, and so I think is Wheel of Time, because he wants, no one else is doing it now that yeah. HBO's don't Game of Thrones, Come it's on, like, Jeffrey I got Kip. it now. <laughs> I believe that I read that the, like, uh, most of the directors who were directing on the Lord of the Rings show, mm-hmm. because they're wrapping up production on that Finally, first season yeah. and they're just going to move over to the Wheel of Time but I believe that that show is set to come out before the Lord of the Rings show because huh. they're going apparently mm. spending a lot of time in post well they put a lot of money that. already into the Lord of the Rings each one's yeah. the budget yeah. of a movie, a movie Yeah, don't know it's the most that anyone has spent on a season of TV and mm. not even by like a little bit mm-hmm. Right, because I believe it's like a hundred million? Oh yeah, it's insane. Something like that, and the Game of Thrones was like 40? And they what aren't if, done yet. What if it's no. bad? Huh? <laughs> we still have the movies. I, I saw so. a post on Reddit today where someone was like, so Winds of Winter came out ten years ago. George is never writing the next no, book. It's or not, not Winds right. of Winter, but Dance of Dragons right, came yeah, out yeah. ten years ago. Winds yeah. of Winter's never coming. And yeah. I saw a bunch of people being like, well, it'd be nice if he just gave it Brandon Sanderson then, because he'll just finish yeah, it for you. He'll, he'll, he, he'll finish it in a year. He does it. He, he can do it. Right, yeah. 1,200 pages. He seems like done. he's the Stephen King of fantasy, where he's got like one a he's, year. He's, or yeah, he's, he's going. He's, yeah, my brother just read one another one of his that's a sci-fi kind of thing. Oh, yeah. He's just got a ton of books. And I don't know if he'll ever do Wheel of Time, maybe because the show's coming out, but it's I the same the, thing where they're long. They're I got long the books. first book, and it's not... Like, it's not, it's it's smaller yeah. than the first Game of Thrones, but they are, I think there's like 15 or something plus, yeah. you know, and they, they get bigger. I still haven't opened it, though. <laughs> On that subject, uh-huh. we got our first look at The Witcher Season 2 the oh. Day. oh, did you? Yeah. I saw the poster. I didn't, I didn't, watch, I didn't, the, I didn't watch the teaser yet, yeah. but I just looked at his ass in the poster. That's yeah. all I needed. I was and like, there's an sold. anime. Sold. <laughs> and there's a Witcher anime coming in August. Yes. I'm you know very why? excited for that. Because anime, anime August. They knew. <laughs> they knew that anime August was coming. I saw August 23rd. Watching yep. that shit. I gotta start building my lists for <laughs> you, Sammy. For August. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I I'll August. join you. I'd be down for an anime August on the podcast. Ah, uh, that'd be great. There, yeah, are, at some but, at some point, I'll convince you guys to just all join me. I mean, I'm in. I'm, yeah. <laughs> all we're, right, and we're committing now. It's TJ that's going to be the hard one. Yeah. And he he watches he plenty of anime. anime. It's just yeah. the fact that you gotta get him to commit to it in that month. Right. I think I'm gonna do uh, Brotherhood. Um, Oh, my Optimist. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll probably do that. That'll probably be my worth anime. it. 
for the uh, August, and I'll throw in some movies and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just got the the Akira 4K, so I think we could do Ooh. another episode just uh, just to see the 4K. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, great. <laughs> I was gonna say we did an Akira, no, <laughs> yeah, but we not 4K. One. Yeah, true. Well, we can always talk about Akira for another hour. <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, so I'm not gonna really dive into the that book because it's 1,200 pages. But if you really like fantasy, I highly recommend it because okay. it's awesome. What was it called? Uh, the Way of Kings. I'll have to put that on a list. I do want to read. I'm trying you to get myself to read me. more books. I've got ten books now. I have oh, read yeah, yeah. that I've been meaning to for years. So I'm gonna make myself do that. Yeah, and then I can get to that. <laughs> then the second book I read. I don't want to dive in too much because I actually want to watch the movie for the podcast. Mm. Is I read No Country for Old Men. Ooh, and I've never seen the movie. I have not seen Ooh, No Country. This will be fun. So, then. Yeah. I love that movie. It is a crazy good book. I'm like, I did not know that that was what the movie slash book was even about i, I didn't, didn't know it was based I, on a book yeah so it's it's by the guy who did i don't know if you you, you brought it, the road with vigo mortensen yeah it's he a also famous. he also wrote the road and mm-hmm. he wrote no country okay. we're in as well so i will be interested to see if it is accurate because i believe from what i've heard it's not a super accurate really representation of the, the book. only scene that i've seen from the movie because it was one of those things that popped up on facebook where it was like script to screen right or whatever and it was him it was uh, Javier Bardem at the gas station yeah. with the quarter, mm-hmm. and that is word for word from the book. Mm. Okay. So that's what made me think maybe it is pretty similar, maybe. and I just looked at some pictures on IMDb, and I was like, oh yeah, that stuff happened, so it might, it might maybe. be. It I might just be. didn't realize it's so brutal, and I was like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. oh, I go, that'd be great. I hope it's as brutal as the book was. The thing that I do, <laughs> that... I don't think you'll be disappointed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One little book thing that I will say about that I do not like that this guy does, Cormac McCarthy is oh, the guy's yeah. name, Yeah, is I thought it was just a style choice for The Road. There are no quotation marks when people talk. Mm. Sometimes it's just within oh. the paragraph, and you're like, did a person talk at that point? And when I was reading That's The Road, I was like, oh, it's because it's post-apocalyptic. There's, you know, people aren't really talking to each other anymore, so that was like a style. But he also does it for No Country for All Men, so I was like, that's such a weird Interesting. choice to make to just yeah. not have just quotation marks. Just, yeah, so that was a kind of a weird thing. But, okay. awesome book, very dark, makes me uh, sad to be an old man when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> just, there's no country for me when that happens, so. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we'll watch that movie. That'll be a pick of mine at yeah. some point. When all right. I own it. want to do that, so. Yeah, and that's my book so far. Nice. Well. One two. I wait with bated breath to hear what else he read this summer. Great. Yeah. All right. Moving on. All right. Next one. If we do another roundup. Okay. Right. In the same month. <laughs> yeah. I think we could do one in the summer. Oh. Hey. Oh, man. Here we go. What do we got? Oh. Uh, we're all talking about this That's one. Right. This is for all of us. I can't. This was the television event of the year. I stopped what I was doing to watch the entire season. Yes. I was sitting um, on my couch and I was just looking through Twitter and someone was posted like a funny thing from it and I was like, no way, really? And I, we, then I, yeah, I did the exact same thing where I dropped what I was doing and I put it on. We are of course talking about I think you should leave season two. I, yeah, the I, best I, modern sketch show that's I don't out know there. the last time I watched a show the like the the day it came out in one <laughs> single sitting. Well, it doesn't help that the, it doesn't hurt that they're right. all like an fifteen. It's an hour and a half total. total. Yeah. I'm sure we've talked about the first season, season. one. I think we've brought it up I don't before. Know, maybe, not, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not his own thing. Yeah. Two years ago, at this point, mm-hmm. they, I remember seeing it. The trailer. If you don't know what I think you should leave is <laughs> seeing the trailer for the first season. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. I guess. It is an experience. It is. And I remember yeah. Emily was working, 
and I was like, oh, I'm going to check out the show I saw on Twitter. I watched the first 15-minute episode, paused it, and said, I cannot watch another <laughs> second of this without showing it to Emily. Because I can't believe what I just saw. And you watched it all, and I think within the week, if not the next day, you came over to my place. And That's we incredible, watched, because you did say anything to me. Yeah, I yeah, believe yeah. I watched it for full, the <laughs> first season four full times within a week of seeing it for the first yeah, time. Yeah, I don't know. If, I know you got me started and watched like the first three three or four episodes with me, and then you left, mm-hmm. and then I finished it. But yes, you, you brought yeah. that around to us. and it, it's like, Andy came over to my place, and we were just going to hang out. No plans. And I had pizza, and then he's like... You I, see, I think you should leave. Yeah, yeah. Andy, like, no, from the first episode, and I think you were saying like, "We'll just watch the first one. You can see what you think." Yeah, whenever. I think. You did the and then we just watched yeah. the entire yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Which I, is crazy, and I think under that's... two hours for uh-huh. a full season. And but the thing is, it also feels like a full thing. Like it didn't feel yeah. like I was cheated out of like it being too short. I, right. feel, I feel that a little bit when it ends because I'm like, "That's it, really? That's it?" But then as you're like, but, "Oh yeah, yeah, that's." I, I mean, think there's it plenty is, in it. It is an yeah. entire season. There are no skips in that first season. There's well, not a bad sketch. Nope. I think there's some that don't land as well for me, but they're still funny in premise that I like. I don't hate them. You, you know. stack them up against like ninety eight percent of the recent season of SNL, <laughs> like, which is well, funny because he was on SNL. He was fired from SNL. Yeah, he yeah. was fired yeah. because his brand of comedy doesn't work too well on no. that. But right. I and half the ideas from like the first season are like rejected SNL. Basically, sketches. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. And so it. I mean, with I probably watched the full first season every couple months, if not every month. Because wow. and I, I think that is the other thing that is really nice about this show is that it is fifteen minute episodes. So it's yeah, so yeah. Quick I'll watch at least part of it. Put it on. Yeah, put, yeah, put it on, on an episode. Have on in the background. Yeah. Put on yeah. watch a couple sketches. You're you're good. You got yeah. your filth for yeah. the day or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And so, finally, season two, two years after the first season, mm-hmm. they finally announced season two is coming out. So I was incredibly excited mm-hmm. yeah. for this to happen. And, uh, yeah, I'm interested to, to, what did you guys think of season two? Um, when I finished it, again, I had to, like, oh, man, it's already over? Right. And I definitely laughed a couple times, but at the end, of my first thought when I j- just finished it, I was like, oh, I don't know if I liked it as much as the first season. Uh-huh. And then... Not a day has gone by that I have not laughed to myself thinking about yeah. stuff from the, first, yes. first, the second season. I have just, I'll just start thinking about it and be like, that is, I, I feel like that is the, something that I'm amazed by is that it just gets funnier oh, <laughs> as yeah. I'm thinking about it going on. I'm like, oh yeah, it's, that sketch and that sketch. And it's, it's very just, similar to how I felt because yeah. when I was watching it, I feel like, and I kind of knew that like my expectations are going to be right. insanely yes. high. Right. And so every, every, Sketch, I'm comparing it to, would this fit into season one of the show? Mm-hmm. And it's a different thing. Um, and so I do feel like at the end of my first viewing of it, I was like a little disappointed. Mm-hmm. But, like you said, five minutes after that, I was going, I can't believe it. <laughs> Is that really a sketch they did? And mm-hmm. I've already rewatched part of season two again. And I will say the second watch... I, I like everything more. I'm just waiting until Kenzie's in the mood. Because every time I'm like, you want to watch it? She's like, oh, I'm not in the mood. I'm waiting for her to be in the mood because I'm like, I got to watch it again. It's Yeah, yeah. yeah I, th- I think I was about the same where I was I was enjoying it as I was watching it. But when I got to the end, I, I kind of felt like it it wasn't, it didn't hit the, the highs that I thought that like the first season hit for me. And then literally every time I like remembered a bit it was the funniest thing I, yeah. I think I had seen or even thought about in weeks yeah and then it doesn't hurt that like everyone that I follow like there's so many people I follow on like social media 
get wrapped up in it as well, and they support the jokes in their own ways. Because it's like, I saw one the other day that was like, they made like a four image post of different serious actors or or bits where like they got their shirts from Dan Flashes or whatever. Yeah, with Tony (laughs) Soprano. Yeah, yeah. He sure did. Uh So, you know, it's shit like that. I know we, right after I finished the fucking the season i i watched i think the first four episodes in one night and it was like 11 o'clock and i was starting to fall asleep it's like i'm not ready to appreciate the rest of this yeah yeah and i got up the next morning before work and i watched the last two episodes and then andy messaged me <laughs> and we literally just had a quote off for about yeah. an hour <laughs> i think two maybe three days after you came over to help mm-hmm. move or, or we were doing something and we'd like quoted uh-huh. just a, we just had a quote off like in person just, <laughs> just talking about the whole thing and then we there was a couple afterwards we've i helped you move uh some stuff and we talked about a bunch and there's still a couple that was like we didn't even talk about that yeah. one there's still so many in there and i think what is interesting about the second season that i noticed like the end of the first or a few of the sketches mm-hmm. and even episodes is that they kind of end up on, on a downer <laughs> a little yeah. bit, like on a couple of them. I was like, "Oh, yeah, they're, they're going a little sad for, uh-huh. <laughs> for a little bit." And I thought that was kind of an interesting take to kind of. I don't even want to be around anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy a bunch of like the celebrity cameos that they got, or oh, not, yeah. not even not even cameos, but just like they, people would be featured, like well, Paul Walter Hauser. He yeah. got one of my favorite sketches. <laughs> Incredible sketch, <laughs> and it goes like four different places, which is even funnier because you think you know what the joke is, and then the reveal is like dumber and funnier <laughs> than what you thought the funny joke was and I, the funny joke that you thought it was Bob Odenkirk's is I love Bob Odenkirk he's gotta make the deal for the Nova <laughs> that might be my favorite sketch I haven't decided but that's hard to say with the favorite. yeah that one's good I that's... will say that I was enjoying all of them but the one that absolutely broke me on the first viewing where I was like crying and needed to pause for a couple minutes was the sketch where they go to dinner with their old professor. That one is so good. And he wants to eat a inc- Tim's burger. Incredible. Uh-huh. He really wants a bite of it. And Are you going to tell everybody that I housed this burger? I've never heard the phrase housed, <laughs> housed a burger. burger. And now I say it. Just yeah. just housed a burger. I uh, like when it just cuts to him and he just starts growling at it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could just sit here and just talk about yeah. it, and I would laugh the entire time talking I about think, it. It's uh, so That good. is something I will be quoting uh, at dinner with my wife for years to come. And <laughs> Take I food al- off her plate and you housed it. <laughs> I also believe that, Sammy, every time I visit your lake house, I'm going to bring a Blues Brothers costume to uh-huh. get to the Blues Brothers bit. For my dog, Barb. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, name is, Barbie. It's, it's not okay. really the Blues Brothers. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, if you haven't watched either season of I Think You Should Leave, pause. It, it's worth a watch. It's not yes. everyone's kind of humor. It's definitely... It is 100% Andy, so yeah, that's why yeah. I think it's so good. I, it hits all of us and TJ, too. We, yeah, yeah. While we were working together last month, we also had a quote off at work from the first season. So, it's, it's all of our brand of humor. So, yeah. if, like, you think that, like, we know funny stuff, you will also probably enjoy it. Yeah. But it is not... It's not for everyone. I don't think no. I could show any of these to my parents. And right? Be like, no. Do you they think this is get, funny? They yeah. would be like, "It's very weird." It's no, very my dumb. mom would hate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that. <laughs> but again, hour and a half. Give it a try. Mm-hmm. First season again. Yeah. I think the second season is a lot like the first season, mm-hmm. comedy wise. Mm-hmm. So if you like the first one, definitely I, do the second one. I think in the first season and in the second season, there are a few that are good premises, they just go on too long. Yeah. I thought, like, the Buff Baby one was that for me. Yeah. Or, like, it was also also the same guy. 
mm-hmm. who did the Sam Richardson. Yeah, Sam Richardson, yeah. who did the baby pageant in the first one. So like, mm-hmm. this is kind of like a return to the same well, right. Mm-hmm. right? But the the way that that develops, I thought, is still very funny. So yeah, it's it's still on it's, paper very funny, but it just goes a little too. A long. lot of them, I feel like they're if they go too long, they usually end good enough mm-hmm. to where it makes up for it. Like the the one with the um, the pant the pee pants the pee pants. Yes, oh, that was yeah. my go to. That, that was what I was going to say. It was like that one goes too long, but, but it ends ending. really strong. <laughs> yes, uh, so give it a give it a go. And I, I love it. I need that site. <laughs> Any of those pee pants. Calico cut pants? Yeah, Calico yeah. cut pants. Yeah, yeah. Wouldn't you agree that that's all you need? <laughs> Alright, uh, we're gonna... You used it. You have to pay. <laughs> ten out of ten sloppy steaks for me. Oh. <laughs> sloppy. No sloppy steaks. No, we won't. No, of course not. Oh, this is oh, YouTube. Yeah. Oh, alright. Yeah, I, I gotta do, leave. Do, do order, kind of. So I've only seen the first one. We're so, ta- what are we talking about? Conjuring. I, the Conjuring 3. The Andy Devil Made Me Do It. The yes. Devil Made Him Do It. So I will just, real quick, because you guys are the ones that saw it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. First one, I lo- really liked the first one. Me mm-hmm. too. Except for the last, like, ten minutes. Mm. Okay. I didn't like that it took the, like, Exorcist route where they were trying to get it out of her or whatever. I didn't like the ending of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I heard, and I liked Insidious. I know mm-hmm. it's, not the, it's not the same it's the same director. Same director, but not the same universe. Right. Right. No. And but no. James Wan film. Yeah, yeah James yeah. Wan. So those are the only ones that I've seen. Mm-hmm. And I heard that the second one is very, very good. I've I, heard I have not re- seen the second one either. Yeah. I love the second yeah. one. And I heard mixed reviews about the third one, so I'd love to hear yeah. what you guys so thought this, about the third one. Yeah, so The Conjuring. You saw the third one without seeing the second one? <laughs> I knew they didn't connect. <laughs> I will say that oh, I, okay. I okay. had... My, my work was taking the 4th of July weekend off entirely... Because it's a barbecue restaurant and everyone's already going to be barbecuing. Right. So, um, yeah. So, (laughs) uh, I had a a day planned with a friend of mine where we were going to like be together all day and we're going to watch a bunch of movies and that included maybe one, two, and three, or at the very least two and three because she hadn't seen two since it came out and I hadn't watched it. And then it turned out that my work pulled in a special extra shift because we had been closed due to the extreme heat. So uh, I worked until uh, like five o'clock, mm-hmm. and so like by the time that my friend came over, it was like seven o'clock at night. It was like, all right, we got time for one, so we just did Conjuring Three. But yeah, I haven't. I've seen the first Annabelle. It's shit. Yeah, it's absolutely terrible. It every absolutely time I, I every sucks. time I'm like, I've seen Annabelle, but no, I've just seen the first fifteen minutes of The Conjuring because they do yeah. Annabelle in the first fifteen yeah. minutes of The Conjuring, which is <laughs> the first. Okay, so The Conjuring movies are based off of the like, just... the reports of the Warrens. Yeah, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Yeah, who scam artists? Well. <laughs> I think their family are more scam artists than they are. Well, even I in the well, first movie, you see that they're doing the whole scam thing with the ghosts and that's like, not things. No, it's not that. Oh, it's not no. them. In the, okay, no, okay. that's Ouija. Yeah. That's Ouija. Yeah, the second Ouija film. I haven't seen the Ouija movies. Oh, okay, the first Ouija sucks. The second Ouija is really good. <laughs> oh, that's yes. the premise. I thought that's there the was exact, something. That's I thought the exact there was something thing in the that first. happens to Annabelle. The second yeah, Annabelle yeah. is great. Is the guy who did Shazam, uh-huh. and it's apparently very good. And I have just not gotten a chance to watch that. And I think there's a third Annabelle. I think there is. Possibly. There is. And I it's apparently... Annabelle Comes Home. Yeah. And is that one good? Yeah, it's pretty good. Because I've heard that one's also yeah. really good. So that one is... The Warrens are in that one. 
Uh-huh. And it's basically, they leave for the weekend and a babysitter comes to watch their kids uh-huh. and the doors get left open to the... And Annabelle's back. And Annabelle basically breaks comes out home. of their, their museum that they have and yeah, yeah, yeah. possesses all the stuff. So it's right. kind of like a greatest hits of right. like stuff that they've done. Okay. And that one is pretty good. I will say I went and saw that one when it came out uh-huh. and had one of the worst movie-going experiences of my life mm. because... Uh, there were several small children that were brought to see that movie. No. As you, yeah, for dolls. It was a dolls movie, so. But, and so I was, like, prepared for, like, a bad time when right. there was a bunch of children in the theater, a packed theater. And it turned out that the parents were worse behaved than all the children because they were talking all the way through it. And then once the movie started, this one lady pulled out her phone, turned on her flashlight, and started to record the movie. Uh, I didn't remember Pointing that a flashlight at the screen. I've never seen anyone do that in I modern day. I couldn't believe my fucking eyes. <laughs> Who is so, that for? Themselves when they go home? I guess. Maybe they, they realized they weren't going to get a chance to go back to the movies with their kids. But I also commend them for their endurance because even after minutes of everybody going, what are you doing? Turn off your light. They continued to ignore everyone until I got up and went out to the lobby and complained. Good. So. Oh, good. That's insane. I ended up watching Annabelle Comes Home Again later, and it's good. <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, I have not seen The Nun or Lolly Arona, which are both. Both are bad. I was like, I've heard the mi- mixed reviews. The Nun's okay. The, the Nun yeah. is part of the Conjuring universe? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I knew Lolly From the Arona Book was. of Conjuring. Oh, we'll get to, the, so, we'll get to books later. So the Nun. <laughs> the Book of. The Nun is a one of the like monsters in The Conjuring 2. Uh-huh. And she's very scary. And so, like, the Nun movie is her origin story. Sure, sure. And it's okay. It's pretty scary. But I, as a movie, I think it's just fine. Yeah. La Llorona was a full movie that afterward they were like, hey, we could film a couple scenes and make this a Conjuring movie. Ah. And that movie's not very good. Mm. Gotcha. Um, but The Conjuring 1, I think, is a really good movie. Mm-hmm. I think that it think so does a really good job. The thing that I really like about The Conjuring movies is their um, jump scares are really creative. Mm-hmm. And that... It always comes, they they act like you know, like you've seen a horror movie before. Right, right. So if there's a jump scare coming and there's a lot of empty space in the frame, you're expecting something to come from there. Mm-hmm. And in the Conjuring movies, it usually comes from the different area of the screen two seconds after when you expect it to happen. Right. Right. So it always is kind of like on guard knowing mm-hmm. that you have watched a horror movie before in your life. You, you know what you're expecting mm-hmm. and then it scares you. Even Any, still. Yeah. My biggest problem with The Conjuring 3 is that it feels like a generic horror movie. I don't think it's bad. I thought The Conjuring 3 uh, was a good horror movie, but a bad detective movie. Yes. And it wants to be both. It uh, definitely does. So, well, I, I think the thing that I liked about the trailer was that it was like... It really was pushing, like, this is a real case. Uh, and they're, like, yeah. going to court for, like, stuff like that. And, and, but... And I was it, like, there's no way this is actually based in anything real. It is. It's, it's just like everything else that the Warrens did. Uh, the real life events are about three sentences, <laughs> and everything else is based on their word and trust them. Oh, okay. So, sure. Some of it probably happened. <laughs> yes. Andy believes that all of it happened. I mean, I believe that some of it happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, alright. I do think that this movie took probably one of their least like interesting cases with mm. the least credibility and tried to build a movie around it because their two their most famous case is the Amityville horror which i i heard that they do that in the beginning of conjuring 2 yes 
So I, I fully expected them to do a spinoff that's just Amityville, but that's had yeah. so many. It's become it was its own property Remakes for and, for a while. Yeah. That like I think there's like I mean I think there's one with Ryan Reynolds and yep. I think there's another like two or three after that. So I could see why they wouldn't want to touch it directly, but mm-hmm. I would have expected. Is it them just to like the first like fifteen minutes of the second it's one? Like or the it's cold like cold open a, of the uh, second mm-hmm. one. Is them talking about it, and then the theme kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but I think that that is their most famous case, mm-hmm. and then their second most famous case is the first movie. Ah, right. And then their third one, where they probably have the most credibility. Like, those three cases are kind of what they're famous for. Mm-hmm. So then, in the third one, it kind of felt like, what are a bunch of awesome scenes we could do that fit in a Conjuring movie, and let's write them to be around this one case where they kind of were there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's, in the movie, it kind of, it seems like they're very invested in this case, when in reality, they probably did an exorcism, and they showed up to the court day, and were like, yeah, he probably was... Uh, possessed of mm-hmm. some some kind not in the right mind mm-hmm. for what happened and he got a lesser sentence for it he actually got out yeah, yeah and that's the they let him out that's yeah part still of out my, to this day some people still say he's out I, there. I, I mean some <laughs> some say <laughs> some say but that that was kind of my problem with the way that the movie ends is that the fact that this is based on in real life they like because they are in the movie wholly insistent that the devil did make this guy do it it adds a lot of sympathy to the way that that case played out in a way that is probably not uh, true to life. Yeah. But that being said, I thought... Isn't that, that, the, isn't that the name of the movie? The Devil... The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do Which it. Which is a so. bad name. Yeah, yeah. I do yeah, not it think sounds like, like a spinoff. Yeah. It's, it sounds well, it's like, not something it was, that's uttered directly in the movie either, so it's not like they were like, that's it. Instead, they're like, what could... Because that's not directly what happens either. It's like right. they had to figure out a way to subtitle it in a way that you understood what happened, so, but it's not what it is. For the longest time, mm-hmm. James Wan, who did the first two movies, and executive produced, and I mm-hmm. believe he helped write this one, but he was going to do The Conjuring 3. And it was going to be about their werewolf case, which is included in Annabelle. Oh, okay. So that whole thing Damn, is... Damn, that sounds like way more fun. It, yeah. It is really fun in Annabelle Comes <laughs> Home, but because they didn't end up doing that for three, they included that in Annabelle Comes Home. Mm. And The Conjuring 3 is directed by the guy who did La Llorona. Oh. Which yeah. I think th- it is bounds better than La Llorona, uh-huh. but it's not a James Wan movie. <laughs> no. So, and up until... It was supposed to come out last year, mm-hmm. but got pushed because of the pandemic, and up until, like, two months before it came out, I believe it was supposed to be called The Conjuring 3. Mm. Now, what I imagine Warner Brothers did is looked at it and said, we're going to keep making these as spinoffs. Why call it 3 and have that be a trilogy? Right, we that's can a just, whole thing now. We can just start calling them with subtitles, and then you don't have to... Right, keep, numbers are bad. Forever. Yeah, yeah, and digital media numbers. numbers are bad. You don't want to remember how long something's been around. Yeah. Make God, imagine, imagine if they numbered every single like MCU movie, like number twenty four. <laughs> imagine, imagine if we were still watching Fast and Furious movies called F nine. <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Well, imagine they don't that. have the time. Yeah, sometimes they're really. Sometimes they're just Fast and Furious. They come back. <laughs> so F nine is just a flex. They just came back, yeah, yeah, back yeah. to it. To yeah, that's how long it. we've been around. All right. We'll get, to, we'll get to that. But yeah, con- for Conjuring 3, I, I was still very tense and very scared during the mm-hmm. horror sequences. I think the morgue sequence is That's incredible. the scariest one in the movie. Yeah, that yeah. is incredible. And there are several other bits and pieces that I think are really good. <laughs> and I also don't believe that that part had anything to do with anything they actually <laughs> did in real life. Nope. But I think it's an awesome sequence for a Conjuring movie. Right. right. 
And uh, I, I thought all that was good. And I don't mind that they're like going around trying to solve how how these things could happen and who like the uh-huh. per- the the woman who was possessing this the man who said the the devil made him kill someone you know whatever. I don't hate that, but it spends so much time having the Warrens drive around being like. Hmm, this person's here. This case happened here. That's something similar to this thing. It spends way more time with them kind of like driving around trying to solve like the mystery of where this like where this woman comes from and how she gets in. And I don't need the mystery explained. I would rather have more scary sequences. And I do understand why they do that. Because mm-hmm. I think what makes the first two Conjuring movies so good mm-hmm. is that Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga have incredible chemistry. They're great. They're really good. Like, when they, at the end of the movie, and they're just having, like, a great old time in their backyard, yeah. I'm like, sure love the two of them. Like, that's why you <laughs> Wish like... they were in the movie more. Right. And so the first two movies are very good horror movies mm-hmm. with, like, characters that you really care about, and you care about what happens to them. Mm-hmm. In this one, like, they're still very good, and they still care about each other, but there's a whole lot of that... And less like spooky, yeah. yeah. And it's in it's in the I'm sorry, it's in the hands of a lesser filmmaker, right? So <laughs> I don't even know his name. <laughs> okay, right. yeah. If he wants to fight, he come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, we love. We invite him on. I I still had a good time with it, but it made me when when I finished watching it, I turned to my friend who I was watching it with, and I was just like, we should watch the other good ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because her and I had watched the first Annabelle together. On New Year's Eve, like, six years ago. Yeah. And we got to, like, 45 minutes in, and we're just like, fuck it, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> so you and watched, like, arguably, maybe the two worst of the series together? Is that... Well, I haven't seen La Leroy. Well, yeah, of, yeah, of yeah. those two together, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. yeah. I have not seen the, the ones that are actually bad, bad, other than 45 minutes of the first Annabelle. Yeah, but yeah. that movie starts with a good bit. And then just immediately torpedoes itself. Uh-huh. And of the 45 minutes I watched, it just tanks further. And all the good scares I have, I have read and seen are in the trailer. Right. So you can watch the trailer for the first Annabelle and then watch the other two. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah. Yeah. Conjuring 3. It was, Conjuring worth, the, it was worth the watch, but... Sorry, no. Conjuring the Devil made me do it. It's, it's Conjuring 3 the Devil made me do it. Oh, okay. They haven't dropped the 3 yet, I don't think. Uh-huh. But I believe it will probably go on the next one. Yeah. I watched... I saw it... From the... So, <laughs> I went, the Museum of Conjuring. There you, oh, that's good. I went and saw Con- Conjuring 3 in the theaters. Oh, wow. There you I go. watched it on HBO Max. I liked it. How yeah. did you do that? How'd I you? have uh, the AMC A-list. Oh! Reinstated, baby. Ooh! The Conjuring also might be uh, my wife's favorite franchise of movies. So oh, she okay. really wanted to go see it. Over so uh, Yeah. Over Final Destination? Yeah. Oh, okay, all right. I'm just checking. Okay. You've you watched all of those with her, so I didn't know. Right. She... <laughs> she loves the Conjuring movies. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. Like, a lot. And she really loves the, the characters. And she really loves Patrick Wilson. Yeah, of course. Uh, does, he's not? great. He's incredible. I laughed so hard when I realized he's an Aquaman, because I was like, why the yeah. fuck is he an Aquaman? And I was like, James Wan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was totally surprised he wasn't in um, uh, Fast and Furious 7. Yeah. I right. totally expected him to have a cameo, but I'm assuming he was busy doing something. The man has a wonderful career and mm. deserves an even better one. Yes. Because <laughs> he is never bad in a movie. He's no, good I love Patrick Wilson. He's kind of like James Marsden, where I believe he could sell being in the Sonic movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, if Patrick Wilson was also in that movie, I would buy it. Yep. So Good. Yeah. Good old Night Owl. Good old Night Owl. 
good old Raul from the Phantom of the, <laughs> Phantom of the Opera movie. That's gonna so it's Holy great. shit, he is. He absolutely fucking <laughs> is, and he rules in that I have movie. A, my sister loves that one, but I've only watched it maybe twice, we, and I only remember that it's like Gerard Butler is in it. Yeah. Otherwise, so, I don't. And uh, in, Emmy Ross. Yeah. So in the second move, in the second Conjuring movie, Patrick Wilson at one point pulls out a guitar mm. and starts playing Elvis and singing for some kids, and Emily's like, "I didn't know this man could sing," and I looked at her and I went. He's Raul in Phantom of the Opera. And she was like, holy shit! <laughs> That's so funny. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, he rules. Great. Right. This is the Patrick Wilson test. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I always think that um, Insidious is well, part of the Conjuring because he's in... He's yeah, the he's star. In, yes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Where are we at? Oh, you're back from... Oh, oh now, now we are book. to the book. Oh, now we're opening the book, Here's boys. Andy's book corner. <laughs> this is Andy's book corner. <laughs> because... Motherfuckers, <laughs> Saw is back. Oh, it's... Nah, nah. Is like, it? <laughs> no, nah, not really, actually. I Saw can't... walked into a room and went, Hi, guys, and no one acknowledged him, and they walked right back. I up. can't tell you how excited I was when this got announced. Yeah, oh, me too. Yes. That I was like, he, uh, Chris Rock is going to take Saw and like change it up. And... I don't know if you remember when they announced it, but they made it sound like Chris Rock walked in there and fucking blew all of that's them. the story they went with when the movie right, was about like, to come out they were like terrified he the came in us and he terrified us i couldn't sleep the next night right. after hearing his pitch for the next saw movie yeah in reality what happened was a star like crush rock walked in and said i'm a fan of saw it'd be cool if we did this and they're like we could get a a a, a star in a saw movie <laughs> And, oh, we, right. and we can still only make it for $10 million? <laughs> so how do we possibly make this 10-movie series make so, sense I by doing just, another one? Just the premise of it being two older guys, and it's Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson as, like, detectives trying to, like, the other side of the song. Like, that was that sounds a, so cool. That's, yeah, that I was I want to see the, I the cops so trying to figure it out, which absolutely. is what the second one is, but... It's also not what this movie is. <laughs> no. Yeah, and, and that's what they sold it on. And the other thing I really held on to was the spiral part of it, because I, I read the Juji Ito, and I was like, what if it's Juji Ito, yeah. <laughs> but Saw? Okay. I don't know. So... Not any um, It's just Saw. It ends up just being a Saw movie. I... Don't know how you guys feel about the Saw movies, but I believe that that series is incredibly entertaining. I've seen one through three. No matter how bad each one is, <laughs> they are entertaining. I've seen two and five. I really so, like three, and I really like one. Two was fine. Two, I really like the twist in two. Yeah. Saw five one, was disgusting. <laughs> we're going to have a Saw retrospective here for a second. Okay, I'm so going to watch all of them. In Saw time. one is James Wan and Lee Wan L. So yeah, is Patrick two, Wilson in that? No. Oh, no. Right. But Lee Wan but L. I thought we could tie it back. Carrie Elwes. <laughs> oh, okay. Lee Wan L., who wrote Saw, mm-hmm. he writes Insidious, he writes and directs Invisible Man, right. and he writes and directs Ooh. Upgrade. So he's that guy. He's also one of the two stars of the first Saw movie. Yeah, it's him and Carrie Elwes. Yeah. It's him and Carrie Elwes in that first Saw movie. Uh-huh. And so they make the first one. That first movie played at like festivals is really a really good thriller. Mm-hmm. They got Danny Glover's in that movie yep. as like the detective trying to find him. It's mm-hmm. scary. It's really tense. It still holds up. Oh, it absolutely holds up. Mm-hmm. It's like a quick 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. It is a really awesome, like, movie. Mm-hmm. Saw 2, I think, is a good jumping off point. Mm-hmm. They don't have James Wan. He just produces, I believe, from mm-hmm. then on. It starts to get more, just because I've seen two, more into the... The second one, I believe, is still traps, a pretty good the, movie. Yeah. But yeah. it's more about the traps and a uh, little bit more about, like, the... 
the gore aspect yeah, yeah. of it. Yeah, a little bit. But it also is like a pretty good stepping off point to make a franchise. It's like mm-hmm. the first one, you could see how it could be a franchise, but the second one really takes it, here's how we're going to lay it out. Sure. Here's the formula. Here's how we're going to do one of these every fucking year. So <laughs> on Halloween every year. On yeah. Halloween. Yeah. Saw 3, I think, does a good job of wrapping up like that story. Yeah. That's why I like that one mostly, because I'm like, you could finish it. Uh-huh. And then from <laughs> 4 on, it's just fun to watch to see how fucking ridiculous they are. Yeah. It turns into... How can we outdo the last movie? Hmm. What are the... It was always like... I remember the like the campaigns, the advertising campaigns were like, here's this trap. Uh-huh. Here's this... Tra-. Like, you knew the traps before you saw it. It's how they get right. out of them. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. If they do or right. what happens to and them. And really, because I, I rewatched quite a few of them leading up to, <laughs> to watch Spiral, <laughs> it, in the first three... To four movies, it's interesting to watch and see who's going to make it out and who's not. Pretty mm-hmm. much from four on, nobody's making it out of a trap. Is there seven official and then the Jigsaw? Or is there yes. eight and the Jigsaw? There is eight. Oh, I thought it was seven and then Jigsaw. No, I believe there is eight. Okay. Because the eight, there is Saw 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. And then is there then, one that's the, the final the, puzzle? The there's one that's called the final puzzle, that's, which is I, also Saw I can't 3D. believe I just pulled that out. I, yeah, yeah. I totally forgot all about that. Which also came out the same year they re-released the first Saw uh, in 3D. So there was Saw 3D and Saw in 3D uh, in theaters at the same time. Uh, <laughs> Avatar really I thought it would, movies for a minute. Man, they should have made it 40. Yeah. So Cutting at, off your own limbs. At some point, it's, nobody survives any of them. No. None of the traps are survivable. Mm-hmm. It's just, how. what's an incredibly awful way to kill this person? So what can we throw at the screen? Like, eight or nine years go by, and they're like, Jigsaw. Mm-hmm. They, they promote that movie as it's going to be like a soft reboot of the franchise. It's going a little more gritty, mm-hmm. a little darker, a little more like back to the roots of what it was. Mm-hmm. And I was kind. Of, I was like, actually, pretty excited. I was like, that might actually be kind of cool because sure. that's a franchise that you could do something with. Yeah. But they just never do. It just yeah. turned into torture porn. The mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah. So Jigsaw comes out. I'm kind of excited. I go to see it. It is maybe the worst of those movies for all of those. <laughs> wow. Reasons. It is a direct sequel to the last Saw. All of the characters from the final puzzle are in this movie, and then. I'm going to spoil this right here. I but, won't remember sure. But the big reveal of Jigsaw is the same reveal of Saw 2, where it all has already happened and they were watching it on a screen. Yeah. Except this time, it's the audience was watching something that happened years ago. That's why Jigsaw is still alive and doing it, because he did it years before his first trap. That that reads to me like they don't have a show bible. Yes. Where like they for like and I'm sure the MCU's got one for their own stuff where they've mm-hmm. just got like a binder of like the key elements that has happened in each previous movie. So when they go to make a new one, they go, Already did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that like someone <laughs> walked in and wrote all the hey, same exact things that it's already been happened. long enough, they won't <laughs> I do think that they the saw the traps in mm-hmm. Jigsaw are decent. Mm-hmm. They're not great. But they're okay, and it's it's got the like the group, mm. it's a group going through like a house of traps. Sure, right, yeah. is kind of sort of the thing, and that's well, that's the second one. Yes, it, <laughs> it's a lot like the second one, which was pretty good. And yeah. so I was like, this is. If you like that movie, it's just probably a worse version. It's a of worse that. version of that. <laughs> okay. And there's also a whole like there's this whole thing storyline about people who idolize Jigsaw mm. and it includes an, a, a deep dive into a uh, Jigsaw like internet web page and this one detective gets in trouble because she's a fan 
she's a fangirl of Jigsaw, and yeah. her name is like Jigsaw Chick sixty nine or something like that. God. It's awful. It's the worst. Early two thousands kind of ideas. <laughs> I do not like that movie at all. It is sad. So then, so how you were, long you were primed so, for Spider? So that yeah. was like Spiral Saw to open twenty sixteen. <laughs> Thank you for saying the whole time. So <laughs> they were going to make more sequels to that. Uh-huh. And Chris Rock comes in and they say, "Scrap those. We're going with Chris Rock." So Spiral is what kind of what I wanted. And mm-hmm. it's a soft reboot. They're going, the Jigsaw, Tobin Bell is not back as Jigsaw. It is somebody else doing it. It's in the vein of of Saw. Uh-huh. From his the book. book of. You, from you his, yeah, from his book. <laughs> it's from the book of Saw, <laughs> if you will. Oh, God. Um, and Tell I, me there's actually like a book that he had that he kept it like, here are the traps. Just like you were talking about with MCU, but it's his traps that he's I already done. fucking wish. <laughs> Dang. So this movie does what I thought Jigsaw was going to do and sort of says, here's our own thing. Here's how we can keep going from here. I think it has a lot of good intentions. Like there is a like a actual like message that it's saying that's interesting. I just don't think it does anything interesting with what it's trying to say. Right. I also believe it is the easiest to to call the twist. Mm. Andy said, he said that. And I, I watched, said, was it this person from the trailer? And he said yes. Yeah. I <laughs> knew it from the trailer yes. what the twist was. It's not Damn. that hard. And it's, it's not very satisfying when it's revealed who it is. I do think it's interesting what they do with the big final trap. Mm-hmm. But the other thing I don't like is I think there's three traps in the whole movie. Mm. They go low on traps, and they're also unsurvivable. None of them you can actually survive. Well, I think you were telling us previously that there's, like, they cut out a bunch, right? There are, like, way more traps that they there is There's one trap that involves, like, Chinese finger traps on mm. the guy's fingers. No, you can't get out of the normal ones, so he's screwed. Right. So he either has to hit a lever that's going to rip all of his fingers off... Or die in electric... He's in a bathtub that will get electrocuted sure. if he doesn't do that. And they had to cut around that because they had a whole mechanism for the hands that pulled it out for longer. And they were going to get an X rating if they did it. Cool. Yeah. Should have done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I mean, if you're going for, a, like... If you're doing a reboot mm-hmm. of a franchise that's already failed a reboot you might as well just fucking go for it what yeah. else what do you gotta lose i you think cancel this movie? i think that's my biggest problem with the movie is that it had a lot of good ideas and mm. it was afraid to go with it on any of them right and so it was really just felt like a half-assed saw movie with some interesting ideas and you know, who knows uh, maybe when like the ndas come up in a year or two chris rock will be like that wasn't my movie or whatever right. and they yeah, got cut yeah. in editing or whatever you know we'll see well, I can't we'll wait that goes. for Spiral 2 from the Book of Saw. I mean, did it do I'll well? see it. I think it did okay. Yeah. I, I don't think it did great, but I also don't think it cost that much. Right. I think most of the money went to Samuel Jackson and Chris Rock. I would imagine right. so. Um, the acting is atrocious from everybody. <laughs> I think the best actor is Samuel Jackson, but he's basically just playing himself. Right. Um, but the acting is atrocious. I remember people being mad online when clips started coming out, and I was like, that's part of why you like Saw, because none of the acting is good. Right. Yeah. Um, I but think, when you try to do a gritty reboot, not it, trying it doesn't to just yeah. the expectations porn. of the yeah. way that they were, they it, were advertising, they were taking the, it's the not, series in a direction they weren't. It's right. not good, as in, like, terms of a movie, and right. it's not bad enough in terms of what you want a Saw movie to be. Right. Uh, and uh, Chris Rock is pretty particularly bad in the movie. Oh, <laughs> oh. Which that's, sucks. That's, that sucks considering it's his thing. Right. Yes. 
the guy whose whole idea it was to to do the movie is the like the worst part of it. He Ugh. does the movie opens with him doing a bit of like a stand up, and that is great. Like hearing Chris Rock do a little <laughs> bit of stand up is I, great. I don't know if I've but seen him also... do anything terribly serious more than like a rom com sort of deal, you know, where he maybe has a dramatic moment. But it I don't is, think I've ever seen him go serious. It is funny, and it does not fit into the rest of the movie at all <laughs> because he's not funny at all in the rest of the movie. I will say. I want to watch more because I'm a heathen and I will go see any Saw movie that comes <laughs> uh-huh. out because it delivers exactly what I want. Uh-huh. Even when it's bad, I was kind of expecting it to be bad. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't completely disappointed, but this movie really felt uneven as if I wanted it to be a good movie. Uh-huh. And if it wasn't a good movie, then I wanted it to be an enjoyable Saw movie. And I don't really think it goes in a- either of those directions kind fully. sits in the middle. Yes. So, Spiral from the Book of Saw... <laughs> the book can stay closed the, for the moment. The book can stay closed for the moment. <laughs> I would say go back and watch Saw 2. Uh-huh. Saw 2 is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Saw 4 is not that bad. We got it. Maybe for, that'll be number one. Will be my Halloween pick because I haven't seen number one. Oh, so well, that's that. They, that does. Ex- I do like that idea. They just that's released right. a four K. I almost did it last Halloween, <laughs> but. <laughs> hey. Another one for Andy. Oh, another one for me? Yeah. Right. It's oh. your video game talk. It's video game talk. I won't go super long on this. Um, Good. <laughs> wow. We have, we have more stuff yeah. to talk about than we all experience. Yeah, yeah. Get to it. No, I'm right. just kidding. Okay. I just don't, mainly, I just don't want this spoiled because I, I won't, I'll, I'll I won't do any spoilers. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, back in February, uh, when I got a new job... I congratulated myself by making a big boy purchase, and I bought myself a fucking PS5. When you were finally able to get a hold of one, yes. When I, yes, it did take a while for me to get one ordered, but yeah. I finally did, and I ordered it. And mainly because I wanted to play uh, the new Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I had played the 2017 one uh, on my PS4, and that game is incredibly fun. Such a good game. It is so good. Really and then right. this is the same game, but with more, like, a Miles so what they, bit to it? So what they did is they made, basically, a new campaign. Mm. It's it's longer than a DLC, but it's not long okay. enough to be a full game. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so what they did for the PS5 was Miles Morales was built for the PS5. Mm-hmm. And then they remastered the 2017 game as a PlayStation 5 oh. game. So it's playing on that engine. You mm. can have it with the ray tracing and all of that. But they're they're separate games. You go okay. to separate games on your PS5 to play them. Oh, interesting. I thought it was just going to be like in, within the game that you could do. Mm. Oh, it okay, is, that's cool. Because okay. the Miles Morales takes place after the 2017 Spider-Man. Mm. And so I played it, and I will say uh, it, it is a hell of a way to start a console because it is so fun. <laughs> I beat it probably in about a week, and I don't I don't blow through games like that, mm-hmm. but. It is one of those games that is a, it's a complete open world. The level of detail that it takes to recreate New York is insane. Like people have found their apartments in the game. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Because that's, it, yeah. the detail is so insane. And it's even crazier now because with ray tracing, which is a feature on the PS5 that makes instead of generating like reflective surfaces, surfaces, it like actually makes those surfaces reflective in the game. So instead of it having to That's over my head. <laughs> It's insane. It's really smooth. The graphics are incredible. Yeah. Basically, you can swing around all of New York, and it never like buffers. Basically, no, there's right? no. It's just like you yeah, never yeah. see, you you never see it like having to load something in the distance. It's just like you enter the area and everything's there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I incredible. I I loved it. 
I would recommend it. I think it's a really awesome sequel to that story. And they didn't make it full price either. I think it's only like 30 it's bucks. It's 39. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something, so, yeah so. It's not full price. I also think it's a very timely story. And I know that Insomnia Games knew that. There's an entire portion of the game where you can unlock an achievement by standing in front of a Black Lives Matter mural. As Miles, there's a Black Lives Matter suit that you can get. Yeah, cool. I see that. Which is kind of weird, but also there's a suit that includes a cat in your backpack wearing a Spider-Man mask, and that is enough for a 5 out of 5 for me. <laughs> That's incredible. It's great. Um, and so I beat that and immediately was like, I want to keep playing more. So I went and I replayed all of the 2017 Spider-Man, which has been rebuilt for the PS5. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I, I a game that I really enjoyed, I enjoy even more... Because Peter Parker does not look scary as shit anymore. Uh, he, <laughs> he didn't, didn't look. Not, he didn't look awful, but he definitely was. It would just updating how he looked for PS Five would. He looks he, much better. Yes. Than PS5. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's an open world game that it. There are some games where you have to unlock fast travel as fast as you can because it's not fun to walk around mm-hmm. a world that big. Yeah. I never use fast travel. In this I game. was going to say the same thing when I played the on the PS4 the Spider Man one. I never use fast travel either because it's just so much fun. It was so much fun to swing to around. <laughs> yeah. It is so Spider Man games. I think Spider Man Two. Mm-hmm. The game, the PS2 game. That's that one of my favorite games of all time. It does a great job of the swinging, and mm-hmm. no other Spider-Man game has ever done that mm-hmm. good of swinging. And I think this one took what was good about that one and made mm-hmm. it even better. Well, even for because I came over just for like ten minutes one day mm-hmm. before we left, and you just had me play on the PS5 one for a little bit. The PS5 one, even the controller, the controller. like vibrates in a certain oh. way so when the, you're swinging. The triggers just, on the PS5 are adaptive. And so they're, like, really, really sensitive. So when you... It was weird when you first started doing it, but you use the triggers on the back of the controller to, to send out webs. Uh-huh. And the way it feels when you squeeze the trigger feels like you're grabbing a web. Yeah. Like, the tension and the pushback <laughs> that it puts on your finger makes it feel like you are grabbing onto a web. And the, the weight of it changes as you swing in the game. Mm. It is insane. So good. It's like hard to explain. You just have to try it. <laughs> and I, yeah, I totally felt it when I when I came over and played just for a little bit, just uh, at your house with the mm-hmm. cat. I definitely <laughs> I switched to the cat suit because yeah. that's the only one. <laughs> yeah, that's so play. funny. <laughs> um, but just swinging around New York, listening to J. Jonah Jameson's podcast. Yeah, it's great. It's incredible. They have somebody doing their best um, J.K. Simmons impression. Yeah, J. Yeah, Jonah. basically what it is. <laughs> it's it's great. I love it, and I think that I haven't really played any other big PS5 games yet mm-hmm. because I'm trying to 100% Spider-Man. Sure. But I think that it was enough. It was worth buying that console so I could play Miles Morales and replay Spider-Man 2017. That's awesome. I'm excited to... I just got um, the next episode of the Final Fantasy VII that they did. Oh, nice. Uh, I, I didn't realize they hadn't put them all out yet. <laughs> no. So that was one that they... First one was a full game it for was just full part game. one of the original. Well, it's the original game is three discs. Yes. So yeah, I believe yeah. they're doing basically three full games as different episodes. Sure. So they just released one, but also they redid the remastered it for the PS5. So mm-hmm. I have that. I want to play through that. I want to play Resident Evil Village for my big mommy milkers vampire mom oh, who doesn't <laughs> amen god of respect i've already watched a whole playthrough of that one because I, I knew i wouldn't be able to play it on my own <laughs> so i was like i'll watch a playthrough instead so <laughs> but i will tell you right now i'm pretty fucking pissed about bethesda because i you know the second a new skyrim comes out You're that's gonna buy all i'm gonna want to play yeah are you gonna buy it for a third time uh, for PS5? No, because it's not going to come out on PS5. They're going to be Microsoft exclusives. Oh, 
See, that's why. Oh, Xbox. the Bethesda games are going to be Microsoft exclusive. I knew they had bought no, like, they are going to be dis- distributing them, but I didn't realize they, it was going to be console They all but too. confirmed it at E3. Uh, that if it's not an exclusive for a long amount of time, it will only be available. And that like includes... Like a year or something. The, yeah. There is a new... Um, they're doing a start, like a, a space Skyrim game. They're doing a new <laughs> Elder Scrolls, and they are doing an Indiana Jones game. Bethesda is doing all of really Sure. The and they're going to be exclusives on the Xbox, a system that I have zero desire of buying, <laughs> but I probably would if there was an exclusive Skyrim game. Yep. Just, so. as, just the idea of buying Skyrim <clears throat> again blows my mind. Well, I'm not going to buy Skyrim again. Well, then the Grand Theft Auto V is also being it's coming just, out for, just, again. It blows my mind. <laughs> just, they've, that, they've they're just going to coast on that. And what I liked about uh, the Final Fantasy and even Spider-Man is if you had it on the PS4, you got the PS5 version. Right. Yeah. They just gave you that version. Instead, they're like, 60 bucks, please, I, every yeah. four years. I yeah, do yeah. not believe the Grand Theft Auto Five is going to be that. I believe they want people to rebuy, yeah. be that, rebuy that game. Yep. And the rumor is now that Grand Theft Auto Six is slated for 2025. Sure. Sure. Why not? When the next console comes out. When their mountain of money runs out. Yeah. So. Jeez. Well, that's that's all I have to say about that. I like my PS5 so far. Great. I'll uh, update you when I play more games. But yeah. I'm an adult man with adult responsibilities. <laughs> I haven't had a lot of time to play my video games. Doesn't happen, doesn't happen a lot. Oh, it's time to get sad. Oh. Oh. <laughs> you named it Inside. That's what it's called. It is called Inside. I know. Oh, we were making a joke earlier about outside. Oh, right. So I just got all the outside. Yeah. <laughs> Meet me outside. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> well, finally, after five years, six years, five years, five, five years. years, Bo Burnham finally came out with a new special. Mm-hmm. Um, sure Andy and I have been Bo Burnham fans since his first special, and then we even went back and like watched all his old YouTube so stuff. That's where and, I know him from his early YouTube. Yeah, yeah. YouTube. Right around there, and all that. we started, oh, yeah. and then we have been watching stuff. Ever since, and I... I mean, that all happened within, like, months of each other, because he right. wasn't very old. No. Well, the stand-up, the, the specials come later, but not much later. Yeah. Right. Not, not that much later. Yeah. He is young in that first one. Yes. <laughs> so then, finally comes out with Inside for Netflix, because his last special was uh-huh. basically just on Netflix as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes out with this one, and it's all about time in quarantine, basically. Mm-hmm. Yes. And um, I think a lot of people have said that it's like the best representation of quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with that. Yeah. And I think it's it's incredible. I don't know. I, I could just praise it for yeah. an hour because it's just, it's so good. I've watched it three times now at this point and have listened to the album like over probably five times at mm-hmm. least. Just had it on. And that was something that hit me hard watching because I watched the first, I watched it for the first time. And then I think like two days later, watched it the second time. So it's been a little while since I uh-huh. then watched the third time. And I had just been listening to the music <laughs> for uh-huh. watching the second or third time. And then I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, all the songs are nice and fun. The, the special itself it. is yeah. not so much really fun all, when you watch it all the way through. It is pretty sad. I don't think all the songs are nice and fun, but I understand. No, what yeah, you're right. Not, not all nice and fun. You're Outside totally. of context, though, it, yes. it definitely right. is a nicer mood than the than the yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it it uh, it hits hard. Some of that stuff in there, it's it's. I was yep. I was stressed right at the get go when you hit start and in the top top corner it says TVMA. 
for suicide and language. And that's how he opens it. And I was like, oh, (laughs) all right. I think the part that, with that, that hit me the most is the part where he is joking about killing himself, Uh and then it cuts to him at a later date where he is contemplating it more thoroughly than when he was joking about it earlier. Watching that, yes. Yes, So he can watch it. it. Yes. Yeah. It's tough. It just, it, and that's, I don't even know how you could, how this could have come out it, it, you couldn't do this just if you wanted to be like I want to make this special you couldn't it, it specifically because quarantine the circumstances happens, he's stuck doing this mm. for a year is the reason that we get this product because it, you can tell which songs he was just gonna do for a special yeah you can tell which ones he came up with because he was then uh, in quarantine and then on top of that you see his room you see him throughout a whole year of going through quarantine it's like you can't you can't just replicate that. You and can't. I think that, like, to a degree, his entire shtick is, like, this is performance art. And it Like, it every is. time you think that it's a little bit not, he he reminds you. Like, it, it's, it's entirely performative, but to a point that it's so incredibly real that, like, it's still... It's, it doesn't matter that, like, he Even has if he, staged it. it yes. The fact that it has happened is, is yes. true. And that that the, was probably one of my, I guess, not complaints or whatever but one of the main things he talks about in make happy is that the whole thing is scheduled out it's all planned out nothing's improvised Mm -hmm. it planned out to the and then he makes a gun noise and then it makes a gun noise like Uh it's all planned out so then when i was watching this and he cries and that stuff happens in the back of my mind i was like is it all just staged but it's really actually you know it's really it's really happening right and that's where i'm like did he recreate you know that's what i'm like because he has cameras going at all yeah. times, and he has cameras in different spots, I'm like, I feel like he, some of it is him acting out. So the part stuff. where he kind of has his meltdown and starts yeah. crying as it zooms in on the camera. Yeah, I believe I I wouldn't be surprised if he wasn't actually having a real breakdown there. Sure, right. But I believe that he was able to conjure enough to no, have. Yeah, totally. a, he's having yeah. a real one on purpose. Right yes. before that, when he is talking about how it's been a year and he can't even get like say it, and he gets so frustrated. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's mm-hmm. like yes. He is. He definitely felt these things. He definitely went through this stuff, and it's, it's whether he was catching that for the first time on camera or right. set it up to do it. It doesn't even matter. It doesn't no. matter because it's yeah. it's real enough. Yeah, and you see his room. You see yeah. his hair and his beard. You know mm-hmm. how he's feeling. What he's it, going. Well, yeah, through. we all lived. Well, not not collectively the entire United States, but <laughs> most people lived this some variant of this kind of experience in the last year so yeah. it, no matter you know i went to work every day so it's not like i didn't have the experience that he did sure related to a lot of it though exactly yes. and it still was, it still hit me just as hard as, as someone I, else I was can find say, I, I texted raymond when i the first thing that came into my <laughs> mind when the 30 song started to uh, play was raymond i was like yeah. oh no raymond i did <laughs> The whole the whole spot before the song starts and it's just him two minutes to midnight before yeah. his thirtieth birthday. Yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> I I literally like I took a pause break for about five minutes and I came back. Yeah. I watched it before I went into work oh. that day, mm. which was not great. Yeah. But there's no also no great time to watch no, it. No. I like if I had gone home after work at like nine thirty at night and started the special, I would not have slept very well either. So right. you know, there was no good time yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's I I have not watched it again. I don't feel like I ever need to. I might at some point, but like I remember it 
vividly for like I, it struck a chord with me. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. I I remember the majority of the special from memory still. And I've listened to the bunch a bunch of the songs, like the funnier songs. I yeah. listen to a bunch of those, and I've I've done that a couple of times. It's been now. having quite the life on TikTok. Yes, which well, I'm sure he hates. Have you? <laughs> do you know the thing about that? No. Uh, so there's a whole phenomenon right after it came out where people like me started getting just inundated with inside-related... Com- people making these videos based on inside. Uh-huh. And then other people thinking, it must have gone viral, and it's everywhere. It didn't. Yeah. It only just got... It, if you check the numbers for those videos that everyone in this group of people got sent, it's not a million. Yeah. It's less than a million... And, like, all the, the viral videos on TikTok are, like, 500,000 to 10 million or whatever. And instead, it's, like, 30,000, 40,000 views or whatever on these yeah. videos. It's just, it was it was like it had gone viral. But just for, like, TikTok pushed it just to so the people who all knew that it was, like, it knows. It, TikTok, the algorithm, knows people know better than they know themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so, it just recommended literally every single video. That was made to every single person who could be gotcha. affected by it. Yeah. And it was viral for that many people. Yeah. Huh. And it's still going. It, but, it still is. But it's, if you check the numbers, it's still nowhere near the videos that literally everyone sees. Interesting. Which is, which is incredible <laughs> in its own sort of life. It's built, it's, it's kind of like its own Tumblr fandom sort of deal when that was the big thing. It was like, if you're there, that's what you see. So that's, yeah. it's crazy. Like anyone who re- like essentially relates to the the inside content is then you see all of it <laughs> that was emily's complaint because she was like when it came out she was like you can watch this i'm not ready to watch this yes. but then when she did end up watching it maybe a week two weeks afterwards uh-huh. she was like pretty disappointed because she'd seen the most of she it. had seen almost everything yeah it had even if she was trying to avoid it she has like she had heard right, you would know the songs it. already yeah. yeah yeah because it was all over tiktok which i mean her. some of those songs are just Welcome to the internet. That's great. so good. Oh, all the songs are great. He's oh, an yeah. amazing There are two songwriter. separate. Yeah. Now, well, now, now there are there are new TikTok trends happening that are modified versions of like Welcome to the Internet. Is like two separate. Oh yeah. Like there's one of just like mani- the maniacal laughing, and then there's <laughs> another one of like him screaming and that like being an error or something. Is it like it it glitches out? That's yeah. two separate trends based on the same song. From inside, so no, those have gone viral. So that's its own thing now, not related to that doesn't relate directly to Bo Burnham's content yeah, itself. Right, but it is going. Yeah, which is great. And I mean, you may see it again. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to, but he is putting it out in theaters. It's, it's already, a one day it's only. In it's already he, he did he did say that it's all it's all sold out and he's going to come out with more mm-hmm. dates. I doubt it. I, who knows if it will come here? But I, I mean, wouldn't want to. I just I just saw a tweet that was like, "Get your Oscar King," and I was like, "That's yeah, you so have, you, know, you have to put it in theaters." So yeah. I figure Netflix was so kind good. of behind that. Yeah, because yeah. you need to have. I mean, COVID's changed For, things, but I, you had to have one day in a theater at the very least to, to count it for an Oscar Which, eligibility yeah. beforehand. And they changed that last year, right? oh, but I believe okay. that was a one-time thing. Yeah, they're oh, not going to do it so again. They're not going to do that again, so I believe that it'd be going. so good if he got an Oscar. It'd be great. Yeah. Well, like, well deserved. If we ever yeah. see that Sesame Street movie that he has written music for. No shit. 
Yes. I had no idea about that. The Sesame Street movie that is supposed to be happening <sighs> next year? Oh, God, that would be great. He has written the music for it. Is it going to be Avenue Q? Is it going to be the Sacco? Just, they're going to put that <laughs> in Teach Sesame Street? Probably <laughs> inspired by because he wrote it a while ago. Right, I mean, yeah. He wrote the music a while ago. Yeah. So. <laughs> That'd be great. That makes sense. Yeah. So if he was like in that mindset and yeah. then he wrote Have you that seen Sacco? Promising Young Woman? I have not. Because he's I, that. That's on my yeah. list. But I, haven't, that's, I haven't watched either, but he's in It's that. another movie from this last year that is apparently an incredible bummer yeah. with certain subject matter that happens in it. And apparently, like, you either, it's really divisive. You either are on board or you are not. Oh, yeah. all right. Well, good for Bo Burnham. Good for yeah. Bob, that boy. Good for him. I remember I even you tweeted this king. <laughs> <laughs> I remember tweeting about when Make Happy ended. I was like, it's so good to see that he is happy. Because that's kind of how it ends. It's, it ends with him done. He gets up and he goes and he has a girlfriend and a dog and that's like how it ends and it's like great it's good to see him you get, think getting that and then and then inside happens and it's like oh you thought no. make happy is a good ending that you don't think it's a good ending no, no, has a girlfriend and a dog interpreted it? like that you don't think so it's well he is happy in his life doing anything other than what he is putting on film. Is right. what the and is what like the implication is is he's done and that's what he reiterates in Inside. Is right. Like, right. I, that was the end. I am done with. Yeah. This. So that's what I'm saying. I was like, I am it, happy for him happy, as a person. Yes. Right. Yes. I'm happy that he is happy. Yeah. And that's like again, but he just did not want to do any more. Right. And I was like, stand up special. I'm so glad he's happy. It's so good to see he's yeah. happy. And then well, they did eighth grade after that. And, and then so. Inside <laughs> it explains like I was I did get better and then, and then this happened it's yep. like oh that hurts and then it he's hurts. probably at the lowest that he'd ever been right yeah Following like a me. lot of us there, there is there there is a silver lining is that he's got a long term girlfriend they live together it's, it's it seems that, that she locked him in that room for a well, year well I was gonna say it's the, 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 that's part of the performative people right. were really turning on him for a, a hot second there when they decided that he couldn't be a performance artist and that <laughs> Um, that is not his house. Yeah. That is like a pool house or something in their backyard. Or I something. It, it, it's but pretty obvious. Not, yeah. yeah. Well, you've seen the end of Make Happy. Right. right. There like, are people that just took it for his word that he lived in that one space and that's literally it. Right. And that's he it. literally says in it that he filmed it all from there. Yeah, which he did. And, yes. and you, it, it adds to it and it, it doesn't, it's not like that's not real either right. for plenty of people live in a one bedroom sort of deal, you know, right. or small apartments. Still, it's not like that's unrealistic, but like it's a, he's got he's got someone that he loves, and he's yeah. got a house, and he's like he's, it's a one man yeah. show. That doesn't mean it's a documentary, right? No. Exactly, and, and I still perform. And I, I understood that going in. Yeah. I figured right. that he didn't live in that one. He slept space. in there a couple times. It's yeah. Obviously, <laughs> he had a bed in there. Yeah, <laughs> but well, he's uh, also a perfectionist. Who right. uh, you in the in the show you see that he spends hours working on the same shit. Yeah, so yeah. makes sense yeah. that he would. And I think that's something else to touch on too. The production value of this it's is incredible. Incredible. Like right off the get go, mm -hmm. the content one where he's wearing that headlamp <laughs> and he. Pans up and it ball? hits the disco ball. It just so many of those little moments where it's just like, or the thirty song where yeah. he's hitting the switches and it's lighting uh, up different areas, mm -hmm. and he has that light on his butt that he's using to flat like the things that he came up. It's with one of those just, things where like, whether you know, the the being in the one essentially the one and a half rooms thing is is a part of the experience and a part of the truth of the special, but also it was a way for him to think about how you. Like ways yeah. to make it entertaining right. in a way that you would not in a like in a uh, stage, uh -huh. and it forces 
you to come up with like he could have just done it in front of his mirror or whatever yeah or could have like, just sat in one spot and did like could, a stand up yeah <laughs> and it would have yeah. been probably pretty fucking good yeah but the fact that he took he went every segment is its own special thing and then all the in-between bits are him in the space without any of the production value is an incredible choice and it is it's better look like it's more interesting and better looking yeah than half the specials that you see out there right i still don't know how he does the where he's reviewing the song then reviewing himself then reviewing himself i still don't know how he does that how he did yeah picture in a picture but it's all the first one is all continuous the entire time right the the live the live feed of him changing as the right right so it's just it's very impressive (laughs) that's all yeah yeah it's incredible (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Production value yeah. for something made in uh, in a room by yeah. one man <laughs> over a year. <laughs> yeah, it's great. great. Yeah, great. go watch it. Don't, if, and uh, unless you want it, you're ready to have an incredibly bad time. Yeah, yeah. And after that, you'll be okay with it. <laughs> I really want to show it to my parents, but I'm very fifty fifty about it because of how sad it is. How sad. I'm like the songs are just. It's like they love the songs. You want them to. You want the them whole... to get into Jeffrey Bezos. Bezos one and two are fucking bangers. <laughs> Jeffrey Bezos. Bezos one and two are. Kenzie and I much. just sing that constantly. Uh, <laughs> Jeffrey, get him! <laughs> <laughs> oh. I really hope that this is the one we end on because that would be perfect. Yes. Well, you know we <laughs> can make. We can just that. make that. We no one would know. All right, this one I we should do that now. Let's, let's just make sure. Let's just Even if I think it knows, it'll do it. it knows. Okay, okay. Let's just ignore so, it if it doesn't. This I don't want to be a super long discussion, um, but I saw Luca, the newest oh, Pixar cool. movie. I really want um, to. Me too. It is very very good. The only reason I watched it is because I uh, babysat my niece, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Let's watch Luca." Mm-hmm. She'd already seen it like ten times because mm-hmm. you know how kids do. And it was the cutest thing to watch it with her because she was like reacting to the. She would sometimes react to things before they happened because she they knew that mm-hmm. she knew they were going to happen. But it was it's main discussion I want to talk about is just the things that Pixar is coming out with now. Mm-hmm. How there is, are, is this a, a, a Pixar? Yes, yes, yeah, it is mm-hmm. a Pixar. Man, all right. I wish yeah. Pixar. I wish. I mean, because it's one that they, onward was onward Disney or Pixar. Pixar. And Soul. so is Raya, right? No, Raya is Disney. Uh, Raya is just Disney. Okay, so that's what's it's so hard to tell now. And which is <laughs> which is just Disney, which is just the Pixar ones. They've been dropping on Disney Plus for free, and yeah. the Disney ones they were not. Right, that's a good. I guess a good way to tell. Yep, <laughs> because and, Soul was the same way. And it sucks. No, Soul. Did you pay for Soul? No. Soul no. Came out? Soul no? came out on oh, okay. Christmas. All right. right. It was one of two big releases that finally came out on Christmas, and it was the better of the two. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, right? Was the other one? Yep. Yeah. Soul is a much better movie. I just, it's cool how they're coming out with where it's showing different places and different aspects and different Mm -hmm. people in these movies. So So the other one that's coming out, and you said it's not Pixar, is Encanto, Lynn Manuel Miranda. Yeah, that's just Disney. That's just Disney. But that's what, it's just, it's cool to see, like with Luca, that you're seeing these different people, different cultures. We'll and get, they're really, really good movies. We'll get to that son of a bitch in a minute. <laughs> Lynn? Yeah. Yeah, you will. You're right. Because <laughs> um, in end of the year, kind of end of the year, because the end of the year was still weird this year for school, mm. but um, we learned all about the hero's journey. We did a bunch of hero's journey oh, stuff. Fine. So I had the kids, all the classes got to vote on what hero's journey movies they wanted to watch. They had a lot of fun just trying to make different movies just count as hero's Fit journeys. Yeah, right. Because like, one that I watched was Soul. Mm-hmm. Yes, Hero's Journey, kind of not really Hero's Journey. I don't know, it's kind of, really. you could fit it in, so I saw 
soul, except for the last, like, 20 minutes, which Andy's like, those are like, the, and I was like, yeah, I didn't want to cry. Paused it before we started to cry. All so right. I turned that off. That's when Trent turns it up to 11, and that score really gets popping and off. I, so then I, in that, just in that last week of school, because what the kids picked, I also saw Onward. I finally have uh-huh. seen Onward. So I haven't seen that I yet. saw all but the last 20 minutes of Ryan the Last Dragon, again, where it started to get emotional. I was like, alright, kids, we're done. <laughs> Not really, but that was just how, like, class ended or whatever, but, and then, yeah, then I, I, I've seen Luca now, so I've seen most all those that have come out mm-hmm. in the past couple and of years. And I haven't seen any of them yet. And it is just really cool that they are just pumping them out now. It seems like they're just... And I think that's part of where I'm like, oh, yes, Luca's very good. Yeah. But I don't know if it has anything that's like... That I haven't seen before. I mean, story-wise, I guess. So, uh, I mean, with Pixar, it's nice that a lot of their direct... Because... What usually happens at Pixar, at Pixar for a lot of years is there was like four main directors. Mm-hmm. There was Andrew Stanton, there was Pete Docter, there was uh, Lasseter, and, and, Brad they, Bird. and Brad Bird. And they would kind of go between who was going to direct it, and then their lesser guys would get to do like the shorts. Uh-huh. And then whoever would, they'd direct a short, and then if it was time, they'd get called up to do to the big leagues, and then mm-hmm. they get to do the good dinosaur, and then never get to do anything. Right. <laughs> and then they kick it back uh, down. Right. But, I mean, for so now a lot of times after they kicked Batman, Lotso, mm-hmm. Hug, and Bear, Lassiter out of there, um, <laughs> the, a lot of the, that talent that had been held back for a long time in the voices at Pixar that mm-hmm. had been working there and are part of the team but weren't able to ever express themselves yeah. are now able to helm these big movies. The guy who wrote and directed Luca also did the short La Luna. Do you remember that one from a couple oh, years ago? Oh, yeah, that's a really nice one. I like it, that one. It's a very similar art style, mm-hmm. and it, I think it played before Brave, maybe? I believe so. What is what is that one? It's the it's like a little kid, and his, they paint the moon. and his dad, and they're painting the moon, like the stars of the moon. They paint uh, it different colors, and that's why the Probably moon changes. Thought, but it's yeah, really cute. It's yeah, really yeah. good. I think it won the Oscar for okay. Best Short. But, I mean, that guy has been working for a long time, and, and finally got gets to make this. Yeah, yeah. And so, I've heard it's very good. I really want to see yeah, it. Yeah, again, I, even though it's maybe not something crazy new story-wise, I don't, I, of all those movies that I just listed, I didn't think any of them are, are not worth seeing. It's I better than endless worth, sequels. Like, I, yeah. I still haven't seen Toy Story 4, but I've heard that is really good, but then it's better than, you know, them going back to do another, like an Incredibles 3 or a Cars right. 4 or something. I'd rather have them just keep going and see so what other people have to say. new ideas, cool new yeah. things. Yeah, because that was the way, you know, originally, other than Toy Story, Pixar didn't do sequels. Did you see Onward? Nope. You seen that one? Yeah, that one's fun because it's like D&D, so that one's pretty cool. cool. <laughs> it's like Brothers D&D. That's where I was like, <laughs> with the dad and the brothers, I was like, right. oh. <laughs> well, it kind of seems like what they're doing now is, because now that Disney Plus is around, they're doing sequels to show to movies as shows. So like, uh, there's a monsters, there's a Monsters Inc. show that just started, but it's yeah. a, it's the team at Pixar and Pixar Animation doing it. Right. So not like in the early two thousands where they bought some shitty like <laughs> Chinese company to make direct to video sequels for right. ten years. Right. They're actually letting Pixar in houses making these shows, and they're like Pixar quality. Sure. And the fact that they're on Disney Plus, I don't know if I would have saw seen Luca otherwise. That's that's also just that it's nice that it's on a streaming service that it's out that you can go and just watch it. And right. I think it's yeah, it, they're and, great. I'll watch yeah. the last twenty minutes of those other two. <laughs> There's two Pixar movies that have been officially announced so mm-hmm. far that are on the horizon, and it, one of them is um, about 
a girl that turns into a giant red panda when she's anxious. Yep. I and love that already. That's being done yep. by the, the team who did Bow. The, the, oh, I loved Bow. That's the, I that watched is that a, short. It is so it. good. So good. So that team is getting to make a full In movie. In fact, after you gave me your Disney Plus login, that was the first thing I watched. <laughs> Great. And then... The only other one they've announced is Lightyear, the movie about the uh, real man. Chris Evans? Yeah, the movie that based the doll on the, is based on. Yeah, the <laughs> the doll is based on this man. Which I can't wait. That'll be weird, but <laughs> I no, mean, if you want to have a way to get Tim Allen out of the franchise, that's the perfect way to do, it. Give, do it. it. give it to Captain. I just can't wait to see how Zerg shows up in real world situations. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pixar has a better track record like they have they usually good they have more hits than they do misses and even the bad ones are, are still, still usually interesting or they have like a cool concept or something even if they yeah, don't like right. brave brave is incredible on a technical level and it has like some really cool ideas even if it ends up being pretty bland yeah. but i also think that that's because it was pixar was being asked to do something they were a- they were being asked to do a princess movie basically right. So they were trying to conform. And, and then they Disney. hired a woman to do it, and then she got kicked out. Right. <laughs> but they were trying to do Disney, right. while Disney was starting to have a resurgence with Frozen and Tangled. Right. It, it is a Disney princess movie done by Pixar. So it was like yeah. taking some and being like, hey, your strong suit is making like realism movie, mm. realism children movies. Mm. Like movies with fantastical concepts that act like an actual movie. Like mm. you could film Toy Story with humans and it could play like an actual movie there's on youtube you can watch someone recreated the entire first toy story in real life with just actual toys and action figures and stuff and you can they just took the dialogue track and just recreated the whole thing and it's free available on youtube and i mean that's it plays like it's (laughs) it's goofy you know but it's, it's clearly not the same thing but it still works that's why pixar was so revolutionary when they were making movies at that time Mm -hmm. because they were like Disney is out here making incredible animated movies, but they mm. know they are making animated movies for kids. Right. Pixar was like, we're making movies. Yeah. Right. They are treating them with film theory. Right. Like actual movies, not we're making an animated movie. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know? And it's kind of weird because a lot of people were upset with Luca, and I saw some, some people kind of complaining that it was like, this isn't what Pixar is known for. And it's like, well... Every five years, Pixar kind of redefines what Pixar is known for. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to see. Maybe this new we direction. just kind of let them do what they do. And, and as bad as you know the conglomerate of Disney is, <laughs> at least Pixar has the money to continue doing this, and they can take a whole year where none of their movies get released into theaters, mm-hmm. and they're still going to be able to continue making movies because Disney owns them. And the animation slaps. It's just oh, it's fucking. Yeah, I thought it was cool. Luca is it kind of looks the faces remind me a little bit of like Wallace and Gromit a little bit, <laughs> but it's not like Wallace and Gromit like claymation. It's it's animated, <laughs> and I think the coolest animation to watch in Luca is that they are like mer people basically. Yeah, right. Um, but when they come out of water, then they turn into humans. So anytime the they transition, get, anytime to they Italians. Get, anytime they get wet, yeah, they turn into Italians. <laughs> when they come anytime they get wet is when they come back. So just that whole thing where he like jumps out of the water and is human and as soon as he jumps back like that oh, whole aspect cool. of cool. water gets splashed on him and it like changes or only those spots so it's, mm-hmm. it's that the animation is just always it always hits it's always <laughs> alright the Gabagool scale, scale is there any Gabagool in this movie? no Gabagool well, I wish I could have seen it <laughs> <laughs> guy makes a good uh, dinner for them that they eat um, I, I saw but... the little clip 
through the Binging with Babbage YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. So that's the only thing I have seen from the movie is just like the little pasta scene. Yeah, and the dad only has one arm, and it's not some crazy story. He, he was just he born just like that. So I was like, that was that's, that's, I mean, that's kind of yeah. sweet. <laughs> that's kind of representation well, of the Italians. Yeah, Wait, make sure there's representation of Italians. <laughs> I'd say let's let's skip the wheel. And just we each have one last thing to talk about. You're right. So you just did yours, so it's like yeah. I'll, I'll go with my next because I won't we'll take just, very long. Then we'll just do our final <laughs> saga right. together. But at the end, we one will spin ride. to see how it was going to do it. Sure. <laughs> so uh, I won't. Fair. I won't take very long. But one of the uh, probably one of the best. It's perfect because Lin Manuel done Lin Manuel. We're going to Lin Manuel. <laughs> Even though I don't think he had anything to do with Luke. Well, we we talked about we talked about it. Yeah. So uh, I went and saw In the Heights, mm-hmm. which was Lin-Manuel Miranda's, it was his original hit. He wrote In the Heights when he was in uh, college, and it was part of his thesis, Mm -hmm. and then he collaborated on it, it got off-Broadway, and then became on Broadway, it was a massive hit. That's how Lin became, like, a name in the community. Yeah. Um, And it's based off of, like, a lot of his own experiences. Jay-Z was a huge, like, he bought the rights Mm -hmm. for it for the longest time, was going to produce it, and so... For a long time, they've been wanting to make an In the Heights musical. It won Best Tony back in, like, 2008 for Best Musical. And so they finally got around. uh, John Chu, who did um, Crazy Rich Asians, Mm -hmm. uh, directed it. And I will say, it is probably one of my favorite movie musicals in the last several years. It's really good. It's pretty... It's very faithful to the actual play. I do think that the success of Hamilton makes that possible. Right, right. Like, they weren't going to greenlight that movie and let Lynn basically do <laughs> after, whatever. After Hamilton, he could literally do whatever the fuck he wanted. Right. And I'm. it's it's sad because this was the musical sequences in this movie are great. Mm-hmm. The choreography is incredible. The giant group shots it is amazing. And they do some really cool inventive stuff mm. with it that played like gangbusters on <laughs> on a movie theater in a movie theater. Right. It's great. It did not do very well because right. it also dropped on HBO Max. Right. And I feel like the consensus for a lot of people is it's a musical. I don't need to go watch that in a theater. Right. When I think that's one of the best things to watch in a movie right. theater is a is a musical. Uh-huh. Well that I mean that comes down to like the whole problem that people had before pandemic of like Going to see a movie costs a lot of money at this point. For if you got more, if it's more than just like yourself, mm-hmm. so you have to pick and choose what you're going to go see. And are you going to go see the musical, or are you going to go see like the big blockbuster? And people are right. like, the musical stays at home. So I get it. Right. I would like, I would, I wanted to see it in theaters as well. But yeah. I definitely get the appeal of just staying at home to watch it. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I had not seen the play. But I had listened to the music, and I had seen Hamilton. Sure. Uh, but in the Heights... Where did you see Hamilton? I saw Hamilton in London. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I do like <laughs> that uh, Anthony Ramos, who was part of the original Hamilton cast, mm-hmm. is uh, cast as the lead as Usnavi, which was Lynn's part when he played oh, okay. it on, on Broadway. Cool. I'm glad that Lynn decided not to play that part, because... He's a little too old for it, right? He's also yeah. not a great singer. <laughs> Oh, like that's the yeah. thing. He's an amazing lyricist. He writes the the books to all of his musicals, and they're really really good. Lynn's not a very good singer. He's a good rapper. When he when he yeah. does his thing, he can scat pretty well. That's <laughs> what he's good at. And he's a good actor. So like when he's doing Hamilton and he has to do the emotion along with it, it works because he's a very good actor. And that mm. a lot of in the heights is a lot of good singing. And Lynn's not a very good singer. Anthony Ramos is much better at it. Mm. Um, so I really enjoyed it. I think everybody was cast very well. 
uh, Jimmy Smits, isn't it? And I've heard he is incredible. He is like the highlight. He's so good. That's so funny. And he was one that like went and saw it when it was off Broadway and paid for them to bump up the production to get it wow. on Broadway. So he's like been a fan for a long time. Oh, that's cool. So I really, really enjoyed it. I would say if you're a fan of movie musicals and you want to see more of them, mm-hmm. go see it. Support this movie. John Chu basically gets a blank check for the rest of his life because he made Crazy Rich Asians. Right. And so I saw a lot of people being like, is this going to kill the movie musical? Are they going to make a Hamilton movie after this? And it's like, well, yes, of course they will. <laughs> At some point, they sure will. <laughs> the Greatest Showman was such a hit that they greenlit a bunch of mu- musicals that are just starting to come out. So, uh-huh. like, we, th- this isn't the end of musicals. But if you want to keep seeing them and see good ones, you should go support them when they come out. Mm. I just got some bad news. I know you don't like musicals. I don't like musicals. <laughs> I like musicals. Yeah, but, see, but the problem biggest is that... problem is that most of them now that you see are rehashes of previous ones. Like the other one right. we're getting is a is a re is a reboot. The oh well, yeah, so there's a couple coming out this year, and the the West Side Story, right? Oh, a new, a new yes, West Side yes, Story, yes. Yeah. which is you know fine. It's been a long time, but it's not new, you know? right? It's Steven Spielberg doing West Side Story, and mm-hmm. it looks good. Yeah, like it looks. Like <laughs> I don't, it's gonna, I don't have. I have faith in it. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna look really good. It's gonna be directed really well. The musical sequences, I'm sure, are gonna be good. But it's mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's a reboot of West Side Story. So right. right. It's not like anything crazy is happening. Is there another one? They are doing a a filmed version of Dear Evan Hansen. Do you guys know what that is? Dear Evan, because it won the Tony in 2018, I believe, for best musical. So it's on Broadway right now. But it is the I don't think I do. It uh. is the so the guy from Pitch Perfect, Ben Platt. Yeah. Okay. It is like his. The, he was the star of it on Broadway. But okay. It's about him. It oh. is like a sad. It's like a sad musical. It's a musical about like a kid that committed suicide. Oh. And the high yikes. school kids that have to like that are like dealing with it. There's more to it than that. Right. Oh, I've seen the images of this guy because he's way too fucking old to be playing the role. And he's what I didn't realize is because he was the guy. He is the guy. Yeah. And here's the thing, is they have him in an awful wig in this movie. If you take the wig off of him, he looks like he could pass for a teenager. <laughs> but if you it. put this wig on him, he looks like an old guy trying to play a teenager. I'll show you when we're done saying it, All right. Yeah, we'll see how that... It's huh. got a huge cast. We'll see how that happens, but... I've never listened to that music, but I've heard it's very good, but incredibly sad. It's great. Great. Can't wait. Yeah. And then I believe they just hired... Well, John Chu from In the Heights, I believe he just got hired on... He's like the ninth director to be attached to the Wicked movie that's apparently... Uh, this is gonna happen, maybe. Right, so <laughs> if they would Well, have... they need a way to, to bring back Wizard of Oz again, so why not? Wicked's good. Every other Wicked attempt is good. has failed. But Wicked is good mainly because of Adina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth, and they yeah. should not be playing those characters any longer. No. So... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I, I would love if they started doing more like The Greatest Showman, which I don't think is a great movie, but I think it's a good musical. Mm-hmm. I think the musical sequences in that movie are really good. Uh-huh. The rest of the movie doesn't have to be good. I but seen it. <laughs> I like it's that movie ins- a lot. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's it. a fever dream of a movie. I mean, musicals are good. I just don't, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Just I, just let Hugh Jackman make whatever musical he wants to make till the end of time. Yeah. Because he's great. Yeah. Hugh so, Jackman. Cool. Hey, Jackman. So I, I really liked In the Heights. Yeah, you should go see it. Mm-hmm. It, it made me, it made me cry. Yeah, nice. We love a good theater cry. Gotta love it. It's still in theaters right now. I, 
think it is. <laughs> I'm not certain because it didn't do very well. Uh, it had like a really low opening. Is it still on HBO Max? No, it got taken off because okay. it, it only did the month. Days. I didn't know if it was this month. It's only or for last thirty month. days. So what's but, this month's? Space Jam? Because, yeah, Space I, when, Jam. <laughs> when I watched The Conjuring 3 <laughs> on <laughs> July 3rd, it was the very last day you could watch it. So uh, I was like, we got to do it. <laughs> Space Jam and the new Steven Soderbergh movie. Yes, which I am very excited. I, I might be watching that tonight. Yeah, I want to watch that? that. No Sudden Moves. It's got Brendan it's Fraser on it. Ooh. It looks really good. Yeah. Cool. It's right out of the fucking alley. It's got a huge cast. Tell mm-hmm. me if that's good. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. All right, now, now I, Raymond's turn. I will I will be pretty quick about this. I think in general because I've talked about Bosch before when we did what? the Lincoln Lawyer episode. You talked about Who? Bosch before. Yes. What's Raymond? this? Bosch. Yes. Uh, the the thing I've never mentioned before. <laughs> but yeah, so Amazon Prime's, well, I guess now Prime Videos Bosch has run for seven seasons and it is it just came out with their seventh and final season. And how are you doing? I'm fine. Because yeah. We'll get to that later. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but. It is, it, it's kind of the end of an era for Amazon, and I, I believe what, what the Lord of the Rings will probably bring, and maybe that Wheel of Time show, if it comes out beforehand, will be the beginning of a new era for Prime Video, because they, when Prime Video started, they did like a couple shows, and the, they did a thing called pilot season, where like they would produce a pilot of like five shows, and Amazon Prime members voted on like what they liked. And it was whatever got the most votes was the thing that they funded and they made a show out of. And then they kept doing that for a while, even though they like didn't really get too many good shows. And then they entered like I think the twenty twelve to twenty fourteen period and they greenlit like eight shows that were all huge. It was like Mozart in the Jungle and Transparent. Mm-hmm. Bosch started around then. And then one by one they cancelled literally all of those shows other than Bosch. So Bosch is the longest running prime show for with seven years. And it's like tick. one of the longest What'd shows on any of streaming. I like the tick. Yeah, oh, they canceled the tick. Yeah, two yeah. seasons. Yeah. yeah. So they they got rid of that model entirely, and they just kept Bosch. I'm assuming because it's all filmed in L.A., it's set there, and it's because it's like a detective show. It's fairly cheap. There's not cheap a whole lot film. of special effects yeah, they're yeah. doing. So I'm assuming they kept it around. Titus Welver can't be that they expensive. Had, and they they had were like, we can't of... let Raymond down. We've got to keep it going. <laughs> well, it also, I think, has this thing where because there was almost 30 years worth of material, right. Bosch started in the early 90s, they've got almost 30 years worth of material that it's not like they have to spend a lot of time thinking of what they're going to do. Right. And the show does this great thing where they take all these, There's you know, there's almost 30 years worth of stories, and probably the first 10 years worth are... Stuff that doesn't translate well to a modern era just because it's, like, very 90s focused. Yeah. You know, you can't have him not, like, miss out on a crime beat because he didn't have a phone or something, you know. So, they the 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 genius of the show is that they'll take three or four different plot lines and mix them into one season. Yeah. And pick and choose. And it works really well. And the creative team is, are, is people who worked on The Wire, which is one of my favorite shows of all time. The hit show and The Wire. They... They name dropped him the last in this last Good. season, which is great because Bosch's partner is a guy who was a bad guy in the last season or two seasons of, of The Wire. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's they had seven seasons of it, and which I watch, I read probably ten books in between watching season five, four and five, or you know three and five, and I just started forgetting what had happened in the show and what hadn't because they mixed so many plot lines together. So right. I'd, last year I'd started episode one of season six. 
And then I was so confused because I couldn't keep straight what had happened and what hadn't that I was like, right. I've got to start over from the beginning. And then I could never get my ex to start it with me, so I just didn't. So when I I was like a week before season seven started, I was like, I need to go back and do it all over again. <laughs> so I literally did. I started two weeks ago. I watched, I started with season one and I just fucking binged it. I got to season six and I watched all of season six and then I did season seven in about two days and uh, I will say one through six are still I think perfect seasons of the show and they are great if you like a detective or crime show it's based on material that's incredibly well thought out by a very good writer yep that's like it's all very solid and that creative team knew what to do and then, from what I understand, they knew going into season seven that it was the final one. Amazon told them that you get one last one and it's it. So kill everything. Yeah, and they did it during <laughs> they did it during COVID. They filmed this whole thing during COVID. I saw there was photos of them like behind the scenes. They got yeah. their masks on when they're not filming. Right. I really liked it still, but there's a twist to the story of Bosch in that, uh, and of the show production is that they knew going into the season that they were had one last season in them, and they wrote a whole thing. And then about halfway through production, which there's details that just came out last week, uh, halfway through production, they got... Uh, Michael Connolly and the production team got um, uh, talked to... Like, they had, a, they had a meeting with IMDb TV, <laughs> which is owned by Amazon. So it's another Amazon company. They just pretend they aren't related, I suppose, for right. for everything else. IMDb TV, you would not be uh, blamed for not knowing what the fuck that is because it's nothing. <laughs> uh, up until this point, it has just been essentially bottom barrel content that they could buy for cheap that could just go with ad streaming on TV Prime. or on... Well, on it, I don't know if it has a standalone app, but you can watch it all on Amazon Prime. Because that's how or we watched, on the website. That's how I watched LA Confidential. That's exactly that's how yeah. that's how uh, you guys did it. Yeah, I checked it to make sure it was there because my my Roku TV does not recognize IMDb TV as a separate service. <laughs> so things that are on there, it does not recognize as being on Prime. And it said like I had looked up if LA Confidential was streaming, and it said it was not. Hmm. I was like. But I, I went on the internet, and it was, like, available on IMDb TV. I was like, okay, so it's nothing. And I guess <laughs> about, like, the, the only other thing I've ever been on there for previously was, like, uncensored episodes of Hell's Kitchen. So Ooh, that's good. So you could go back and watch the 20-year-old 20, 20 episode just of Hell's Kitchen where, where Gordon is just uncensored the screen. <laughs> I guess about a year ago or so, they decided that they were going to become a real streaming service with their own original content. And it seems... I Why didn't, not? Everyone I didn't think it. they had anything. <laughs> and I just saw a trailer uh, on YouTube about a day ago for another show that they are doing a continuation of on IMDb TV. So it seems like that's going to be their new foothold, is they're going to continue shows. Okay. So halfway through production of the final season of Bosch, they get an Amazon TV show. Another Amazon company comes up and goes... We want your show. We need new content. Please let us make more of your show. Please. You have you have plenty of Please. you have plenty of material to work on. They're like in the middle of filming this scene where Bosch gets shot in the head. And they're like, <laughs> "We're gonna keep you going." They're like, "Oh what? no!" <laughs> Quick rewrite. Right. So that got announced ages ago that there was gonna be a spin-off Bosch show 
on IMDb TV, and it was going to feature uh, Maddie Bosch, his daughter, who is the original Sophia from, or not the, not the original, but I think the, the maybe the final Sophia from Walking Dead. Or no, she's one of them. Okay, she's one of them. All right. <laughs> yeah, I don't think she's the one that comes out of the barn, but she's she's one of the Sophias okay. from The Walking Dead before she gets turned. And I couldn't even think until you said the barn thing who oh. Sophia even was, but now uh, I'm with you. I right. got you. Yeah, the, barn, the girl who gets turned into a zombie in season two. Yeah. Um, she's She's been on the show since the first season. She's So she was like, I think they say she's 15 in the first season and she looks 14 or 15. And it's been seven years now and she is, they say it's going to focus on her and um Mimi Rogers, who was in the show as a main character, Honey Chandler, who was like a defense attorney, lawyer, like big, big time lawyer for criminals and, and wrongly accused people in the city. And dur- throughout the show, they've kind of used her as their replacement for Lincoln Lawyer material nah. because the Lincoln Lawyer shows up once he's introduced in the 2000s in the, in the Bosch universe. Because the, the first Lincoln Lawyer book is from like 2004 or something. You know, it's from the, the early 2000s. He is then basically like a side character in a bunch of Bosch novels. Uh-huh. And they do several of them together, like a joint story. But he's not in the sh- show. They don't. Michael Connolly sold the rights to... Matthew McConaughey. To, to Lionsgate, <laughs> I believe. Oh, okay. Because that's who made the, the movie. The, yeah. So, so they have the rights to that. So he has no control. To... He has no control over Lincoln Lawyer. So I, they had. I don't know if the show is still going. I know it was canceled at one point. They like they're going to make a Lincoln Lawyer TV show, uh, and then I believe it got canceled. I do not know if it got brought back. I didn't bother looking, but uh, it is. It is. Um, it was going to be a show with the two of them, and oh. Titus Welliver as Bosch would show up as a supporting role. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. If they're going to do, like, a thing, that's fine. And then I watched season seven, and season seven is pretty good, but it has, I think, a lot of storylines that don't really resolve in a satisfying manner because they spend way more time setting up... The show. That, like, what Maddie Bosch is going to do, and they, they spend a lot of time with, like wrapping up some side character like they do an, a really nice thing where they bring back characters from like every other season of the show so like matthew lillard is in season two and like yeah. one episode <laughs> he's, he plays like an undercover drug agent um for, for all of, almost all of season two he is in almost the whole thing and then he shows up for like five minutes i think maybe of season three and for one episode and then nothing and then they bring him back for one episode in, in season seven Cute. And they bring back a bunch of characters that haven't been seen since the first couple seasons. They wrap up and they do a bunch of storylines with side characters. I really enjoy it. Um, the problem is what happens in the Bosch novels, which I haven't ca- I haven't caught up with, but he's too fucking old because they take place in real time. So he started in the too 90s. Too old for this shit. So they retire him from the from the police force no. to be a PI. <laughs> and so now the newer Bosch novels are him partnered with someone else and he is a, like a PI. In LA. Uh, gotcha. And um, they they set up like that he is going to quit the force and become a PI and solve like they resolve the final storyline that started the, the season in the last final five minutes. Oh. They introduce that he's going to be a PI and that like he's going to quit and then the crime is resolved in the last five minutes of the last episode. And it was I was so pissed because I could tell <laughs> that they were setting up what the next thing was going to be. 
And then they started filming this last week for the TV show, and it has been information's been revealed about what book it's based on, and it's a Bosch novel. And then I went, how are they going to do a Bosch novel when he is just a supporting character? And then the other detail came out in that it's no longer a show that's focused around Maddie Bosch and Honey Chandler. It's going to be Bosch P.I., basically. And they're just oh. they're just like the two actors they immediately could lock down that they needed to continue the story, regardless of anything else that happened. So, so I now don't, it's just going to be more Bosch. So I do not know. I don't know other characters are returning. I have no idea. Some of them I don't think are. I'm pretty sure Lance Reddick is done because he's... He always lines up another TV show or something when he's when he's done with one. It's going to be in that new John Wick movie. Well, well, he, that's of course, but the man yeah. never stops working. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it, I, they've got another season that's also supposed to drop this year. At the end of this year, it sounds like that's going to be on IMDb TV, and it's basically Bosch season eight. So I was <laughs> I was frustrated that that's what's happening. I'm I don't necessarily care. But like I'm I'm excited for more. I want more. I was kind of pissed that like. If they're going to treat Bosch, the, the Amazon show, as its own show, I wish they would have finished wrapping it up instead of going, but there's more. We're just yeah. extending it. Because right. there are two separate services that, for all intents and purposes, do not cater to the other. Yeah. So you can watch IMDb TV stuff right through Prime, and that's fine. But also, they don't do any cross-marketing. They, yeah. I didn't know that there was going to be other IMDb TV shows happening until I saw a YouTube trailer. So that got promoted to me. So I don't know how much, how many people are going to watch it. I guarantee it's not going to run for seven seasons like the Boss Show did because that's not how streaming works anymore. Right. So I'm happy to get whatever I get. If it gets two to four seasons, I'm totally happy. If they do one season, I'm totally happy. So that's that's my Bosch wrap up. It's <laughs> six seasons are perfect. One is not, but still enjoyable. I'm ready for the next one. <laughs> All right. And I'm reading the books. Yeah. I'm excited for that. Because <laughs> I, I, that's going to make me more motivated to and go back to reading them. here. <laughs> and I'm here, too. <laughs> I, I'll pro- I'd watch the show. It sounds like a good show. It is, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a criminally underrated show because it's excellent and it's solid for the entire time. But because Amazon never really put any money into marketing it after, like, the first one, it's just like, it's kind of like it's always sunny where, like, the people who like it watch it. Everyone else, yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, yeah. So they must just never have cared because the budget was small enough that like <laughs> the people who like it are watching it. So I I would recommend you give it a chance. Yeah. Well, we yeah. end one saga. Yes. We got one more we to got talk one about. More to go. What's happening? That's the sound of family. We're talking about fast, fast nine. I thought you were going to do like that. You just played the, the a revving of... Well, I didn't know what it was going to sound like because I couldn't <laughs> preview it, so... Just revving on some engines. Yeah? <laughs> we're talking the fast saga, bitches. F9. F9, the fast saga. The Daddy fast... Ben is here to save cinema. Ugh. A movie we all saw in theaters. And we so did sure everyone did. else. And yes. uh, don't know about you guys, that was a fucking blast. <laughs> I had a great time. I had a good time, but I, I feel like I, I shot myself in the foot because I spent the seven days beforehand watching every single movie beforehand. So you had seven amazing days leading yes, up to an amazing Yes, I, and I think, and I'll just say it, mm. the eighth one is better. I think it's Sammy. You could you not think, be more fucking wrong. You think Fate of the Furious is better than, than nine than F nine? Yes. 
I think it is. All right. I think it, I Sammy's think it, no longer in the That's, that's sure a take. <laughs> it, it ends with them chasing a submarine instead of chasing a car. <laughs> the ninth one is them chasing a big car. It's like, okay. They it's chased, a car they, franchise. Yeah, but they cha- they chased a submarine in the last one. They got uh-huh. up it every time and they chased they a went car. To space, yeah, and did, you, did yeah. you go to the bathroom during the part where they went to fucking space? Okay, yeah. Or two they used them, magnets? Two of them went to space. Cool. It wasn't like everybody going to space. It they took were the in entire space. family to get them to space. <laughs> You're talking about going to space like it's taking the garbage out. <laughs> they went to space. Okay, yeah, all right. Okay, they went to space, but it wasn't what I was hoping they would go to space to if, do. If 20 years ago you were sitting in a theater watching the original The Fast and They're the Furious. They're boosting yeah, yeah. VCR TV combos. Yeah, yeah. A scene that they recreate yeah. beautifully in this movie. Yes, yes yep. And you say... That this franchise is going to eventually go to fucking space. <laughs> yeah. That is not what I expect them to do when I say that they're going to space. you got to un- expect the unexpected. But if you also tell that person 20 years ago, the eighth movie, they're going to drive against a submarine. <laughs> you'd be more excited about that one than space? Okay, but I saw both of those. I'm not saying which I would be more excited when you say they're going to space. Yes. But I saw both of them going to space and them going after a submarine. Was going after a submarine was way more fun to watch because they're just sitting in space. There's not shootouts in space. There's not explosions in space. I, they're sitting in can space. You this shit? I, I can't believe this shit. I've seen Fate of the Furious, and I think the submarine part is my least favorite part of that movie. It's not exciting, but it's a better end chase scene. Every single move, every single one of these movies, does the same Say. thing At, when it hits four, probably Me four or five. Four or five. They have the same like setup right they have the same they follow the exact same structure no but they up it every time no they all no. kind of end with a race they Sammy, all end with a, ch- a chase thing <laughs> yes in seven days <laughs> i watched so them. they all blend together they all do the same stuff but they get they up it <laughs> they up it every time they up it every time and i don't think they really upped it at the you don't, don't think i don't, you don't think, think the okay. magnets were enough you don't no. think they're like, like, jumping that bridge in the beginning I, of the movie? Those magnets I saw in Breaking Bad. I don't know what we're you doing here. You think that F9 was, a, was an upping of everything in the franchise and a culmination of every movie up to this point? No. Because that's exactly how I felt about F9. No, I don't think let's, it was. Let's stop dissing Sammy so much because we're spending too much time hating on him. Let's just talk about the actual movie. I also did something similar to you, Sammy, and that earlier this year... I watched all of the movies because I had only seen one through three, and I have heard how great it becomes from Andy specifically well, for other people, yes, from other but people from too. But Andy, just me. no, no, pretty no, much no. Any, well, no. With everyone, but Andy is the one that really convinced me to start with, with the last year of the F nine trailer coming out, and then them immediately kicking it to a year later. I think the sentiment online was very similar. Of like, I've seen a lot of people immediately being like. If you haven't started, you got to start watching these because it is incredible and you're missing out. So I spent probably two weeks watching all ten movies, or nine movies up to that point, including Hobbs and Shaw. And, um, a masterpiece. <laughs> not. That's the, one, that's the only one I have not, I have not seen. That one. It's worse. It's fun, but it's worse. Uh, but I think it's on par with Fate of the Furious. <laughs> um, but it's... it's um, I got into it. Yeah, I... Four was not great, but I had fun with it. Uh-huh. And then five, I was fucking on board. That is, five is, I, I said it online at one point. Honestly. Someone, but five is the magic act of the series. Yeah. Where it, it, it decides Justin Lin comes back. Well, 
Justin Lin didn't come back, but right. he stayed on and went, you know what this franchise needs? Everyone else to come back. The yeah. Rock. I honestly was on, yeah, and the I Rock. got on board with number four because people, Andy was like, it's not, it's not, it's like the worst, worst, Andy was saying, it's like the worst one out of them. I would say it's my least favorite. It's, I think yeah. it's boring. And honestly, I, I was like, hey, it, it kind of sets up those, yes. those five on, and I was like, yeah, this is kind of fun, I kind of like how they were like against each other, and then they came together and working together, so I, I actually enjoyed four. I think four. the biggest problem with four is just that it is like such a drama, and such no, like, it's they're so still serious, taking it way so, too seriously, it's but like it has like Dom the Dom visualizes a flashback of Letty dying that he did not witness, yeah. <laughs> And it's like he spends no, so he much time. No, he, he Aragorns it, and he yeah. goes and he's like a Hobbit late here, yeah. and then he recreates the scene in his mind. Yeah, I don't like. I, I think that sucks. <laughs> but like the stuff in it that happens is fun. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The first movie is like pretty enjoyable. Yes, and I very much it. of its time. Uh-huh. The second movie is not good. I think uh, it's fun. It's, I, having watched yeah. it recently, it's fun. But and it, I've seen other people Tyrese be like... Gibson is... He's best, hungry. The, the best part of that movie. Too Fast, Too Furious sets up a lot of stuff that lets it be the franchise exactly. that, it, that it becomes. It There's becomes, a lot of things... It becomes kind of the blueprint for how they plan yes. how Justin Lin does the franchise. Yeah. Justin Lin comes into his Tokyo Drift. Mm-hmm. They give him a lot less money. That is the one it. I've seen the most. But I've that, seen Tokyo yeah, Drift too. like three, four times. I've seen it three times. But it does really well. People enjoy that. And then their four comes back. It was a hit. Yeah, critics didn't like it very much, but it was a hit because they were bringing Vin bring was back. back. Yeah, they're yeah. bringing all the characters back. Then Fast Five is like a hit. Yeah, that, and, like, is, that is that, that is, is a masterpiece of the it's movie. wild. That is when it becomes like the franchise. Yes, six. I like six, but six it's is, just okay. No, so we made fun of the titles earlier. Six is just. Fast and Furious. Fast and Furious, right? Yeah. Okay. Fast and Furious Six. Yeah, it's no Fast and Furious is four. And then Fast Five is Fast, Fast Five, five. And, and then, then Fast and Furious Six. Fast and Furious Six. Because right. then it's Furious Seven. It's like, man, they should have just gone Furious Six. That would have been, yeah. yeah. It would have been a perfect naming convention to keep going. Yeah. But I think by the time they get to Six, they are not racing movies. They are no. superhero. But movies. I thought, again, you've told me about that. You said they're not racing movies anymore. But they're also races thought, in each I, that was what was so surprising and fun for me is every single movie has a race in it, yeah. Yeah. which is great, and they also always have the like. Shots of girls' butts dancing before the race as well. In every single, I'm just—I think that's just great that they kept a race in every single movie yeah, still, yeah. which is just so they didn't even have in to. fate where they, they didn't queue before. Yeah, they didn't even have to. They didn't have to keep doing the races. They didn't need it, but they were like, you know what? We can keep doing those races, and it's yeah. great every time. I love the races. So, so F nine is not my favorite of the franchise because none of them have topped five for me. Even though I love stuff that is in all the subsequent ones. But it is, I'm hard-pressed to find a movie that knows going in exactly what everyone is expecting, and it triples down on what everyone is expecting and just goes, we're doing more of that. And it was, I did not, there was not a moment where I was bored. And we're in, like, Fate of the Furious, and in a little bit of Seven, and definitely Four and Six, I, there are moments that are kind of slow, and I'm like, all right, get to the next set piece, because this is a little bit much. This F9 throws you into the deep end immediately and just goes, <laughs> and how do we make this, how do we keep making this the most entertaining thing you've ever seen, like every 10 minutes? They fucking succeed. And I think this one, more than all of them, the, the ninth one, like, without just straight up looking at the camera, is just looking at the camera, yeah. which I yeah. really enjoy. Like, the thing that's insane is that they are able to live through all of this stuff and make it through it, and... Tyrese Gibson literally is like, are we immortal in this? And they're like, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Like, the whole thing where he (laughs) doesn't get shot 
And then the truck... You can watch that in slow motion. The truck lands on him, yeah, and then he just walks around the other side of it. And it's like, am I immortal? And it's like, yeah, why not? Why aren't they just? I was, I was really hoping that they would have just been like, because uh, Ludacris, uh, even like they start to be like, yeah, maybe we are uh-huh. just to mess with just it. But what they should have just been like at this point. Yep, <laughs> this movie fully knows what it is and yep. it goes for it, and yep. I think it delivers. And something I really appreciate with Justin Lin is that he really likes doing car stuff practically. Mm-hmm. Where like yes. in five, the entire thing that's crazy about the end of five is that vault is real in some way or another. They're really doing that stunt. Uh-huh. And well, yeah, a at one of, point it's a lot of those behind the scenes stuff for those yeah. movies. Yeah. And and seven and eight are different directors and they the, there's real stuff the, in it. There's a lot of video more, game-ish there's, there's, you can yeah. see there's moments where like they drive up a ramp or go up a hill and all of a sudden it's a CG car and you can tell looking at it yeah. and so there's stuff like the beginning sequence of nine where they jump over a bridge in like a canyon that's fake and it looks fake but also right. there's no way they could have done that for real yeah. so I don't blame them <laughs> but everything they could do on a street they did yeah I'll give you this Sammy I don't think that there's anything better. I think everything in F9 is better than the submarine sequence in F8. <laughs> I don't know if everything is better than the sequence in F8 with Jason Statham holding a baby while shooting people dead on an that's airplane that's falling. That's that great. is incredible. That seems great. Where he it's shoots so, a man dead, looks again, at the baby, and says, Coochie Coo. I'm not saying, I'm not saying <laughs> oh, I did not so good. Love, like, enjoy F9 all the way through. Yeah. I enjoyed it oh, all the way through. Yeah. I'm just, I was expecting even more of it upping it than they did. Right. I just feel like that and, that, and that's fine. It's just funny that you think the stakes weren't raised in <laughs> F9. I think they were. <laughs> I just want, because they, they announced the, that they're doing what? Two more? Two more. Two more. And then and I hope that they're, uh, they're all, they all go to space. I want them all in space. I want the, that like, is what I the next want, one is. I the want next Moonraker in quality of them, like, shooting lasers yeah, cool. in space. That's what I want. They confirmed, like, they can, Justin Lin confirmed that 9 was testing the waters for space, and then 10 is space. Great. Good. So we'll see how much of it there is There were two things when I saw the trailer for F9 that I was like, they, I, they need to explain these things. <laughs> the first being that Dom has a brother. For a man that loves uh, family this yeah. entire time, has a brother. And I will, I will say, it. I will say... I'm pretty impressed with yeah, like, it. I, I, like I, I actually, that pretty well. I actually believe... I was like, I get it. I get... I, I'm it's a, stupid, but idiot. I believe it. Because of what happened, I understand now why he cares even more about family. It, it, like, I was like, impressed. Right. The other thing... The retconning of of him having a brother yes. and, and that working them in that into his and backstory and to see them as like little kids first. like younger I was yeah. like, cool, the way that they work that his into actual the, son the, playing a younger him I don't that's not his son is it not I looked that up oh it's cause not. he does look like him in a way but no that is a New Zealand actor okay uh, I knew God. that they I was so pumped but I family his son is in the movie somewhere no oh okay so not then that, that was the one thing I think they did a good job on that and I was honestly like cool they explained it I don't know how they... They don't really look like brothers, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> the other thing... Well, they they also joke about that within the movie. Right, they're like, so oh, they, well, what does she say? She's like, oh, I didn't realize that the... How much, how much blood... You know, how many different bloodlines you got? Because it doesn't matter. Because to me, it doesn't look like either of them either. And the other thing that I needed to be explained <laughs> is how Han <laughs> is back... And you know they, what? They, they don't explain, don't explain that. it. They, they really actually create more they questions. They doubled down on not explaining how he lives. And I love that because there's... <laughs> Which is great. It's because, great, but... Because it's something that, like, they wrote themselves... Like, Justin Lin killed him 
in a way that is absolutely certain he is dead. Yes. And then when they retcon that to to him being alive, it doesn't really work. But you 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 it it makes sense in the context of where the franchise is by yeah. seven that you just go okay, he is Magic. definitely dead for sure <laughs> this time because he. You can freeze frame Tokyo Drift, and he's basically still in the car right when it yeah, explodes. Yeah. So then, when they there is one, I because I, I was yeah. watching and looking. You there is one second of him not on screen uh, before it explodes. So that I was well, like, okay, something happens in that. So then, when they one second in seven, he is like, he is, it, it did it. He did it again. He definitely murdered him. So the fact that like they don't have to go cross back on themselves a third time, I really appreciated that they just went. Fuck it, it's Justin <laughs> Lin, that's his favorite guy, Sung Kang is back. I'm he like, gets okay. out. Magic and Kurt Russell. Yeah, yeah, that's all, I mean, that's really how they explained it. Yeah. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. That's it's, all you need it's in any not movie. Worth, it's not worth explaining how it happened when you know that the audience does not necessarily care how it happened as long as he's back. Right. Yeah. So yeah. the fact Which that they is, brought him back, that was Han. the important part. Han is great. Han is great. I love and I'm that glad they, they gave him a new person to work. They barely even explain when he's in four <laughs> that it's that it's before they they like the last line of like four kind of making a reference that it's like before they well, never he's, stri- only, he's only they never ha- he's not really in four is he really yes yeah he shows thought, up at the beginning of four oh yeah but he's not in the rest of no it. no no he yeah, just so he shows goes the he's like maybe I'll go to Tokyo no that's at the end of five he no he says that at the end of five he says it in four and he then says at the end of five they say. When, 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 when are you going to go to Tokyo? Okay. He's like, he says, we'll get there eventually. We'll get yeah, because that's, okay. that's what I appreciated about his bit in 4, is that it could be that just 4 happens at the same time. Right. You know, before 3. That's fine. It's said in 5, but he's in the full movie. <laughs> the whole thing. That I love that decision they, to just fuck it, I just it, love it. Doing. They're like, we're not going to really explain it. <laughs> it doesn't matter. This happened. This, this all happened And then in 6 the other... is when he goes to Tokyo. And then in this yeah. movie... The other Tokyo Drift guys come back. Yeah, fucking <laughs> rules. Bow Wow's there. Bow Wow's there. The whole crew. The other guy that I fucking forgot rules. was in Tokyo Drift that was only like a side character. I'm glad they gave him a third person though. Yeah, Car- yeah. Cardi B is in this movie. I hated that. Oh, it was bad. She is a reference to a character from the short film that Vin Diesel directed that tells what he was doing in Cuba for the fourth movie. Because I was See, so I confused. That. that conversation they had, I, they said they she explained she was part of some some group. And I, was I like, didn't understand what, what was happening It is referencing all, the short film that Vin Diesel directed. <laughs> no offense to Cardi B, I didn't understand a word she said. Yeah. She wasn't <laughs> really putting right. in much of an effort. Like she, I don't know how much time they had with her, but it was literally just sit down and just mumble through your line and go, cool. It doesn't yeah. matter it kicked ass. And that is going to be my entire argument for everything about this movie. It doesn't okay. matter Helen Mirren, incredible. incredible. I love kicked that. Ass. That's yeah. great. She could be in each one of them. I and love they that could, she's... Uh, if in the next her, movie... Jason Statham's mom, great. <laughs> in the next movie, if Dom just... Uh, fucking Charlize Theron comes back again and she twists her fucking... her way into the family... And Dom has to leave Letty, and he just has to be with Helen Mirren at this point. They're gonna I'm kiss. in. Yeah, they, got, they can smooch all they want. That's the new family. That's how you tie it all together. Is all of a sudden he is Father Shaw. Father oh, Shaw. Yeah, okay, I'm in. Father Shaw. He is. He is Dom, Dominic Shaw. Dominic Shaw. He fuses the families. <laughs> Brings Helen them all together. It's great. Her oh, bit. Great. Fucking love it. It was great. I I would watch these movies. For another fifty years. I'm glad that I have finally seen them all. And yeah, me can too. Just watch them. Uh, I'm glad I'm not <laughs> I was watching them by the myself anymore. Yeah, because well, there like was the a long time few... where I was like, I don't know, guys. The last few came no, out, and I was like, mm, big deal. You know, yeah. I hadn't seen past three, so I was like, 
the reviews on these are pretty much middling for people who aren't, like, the biggest fanboys of the franchise. So, you know, take it a grain of salt, whatever. I know they're not masterpieces of cinema. Yeah. Other than five. But it is, <laughs> it is like, true. watching them all, I'm hyped to have a franchise that, like, I have no idea what the fuck's going to happen next. You could just, they could do whatever you know they what? want. And it's they fun. don't either. No. <laughs> That's great. And it's, it's fun. It's not tied down to any source material. It's like they get to just do whatever they want. And the fact that it is like so set on, it is so heartfelt and set on, set on telling a complete story, even when the complete story makes no fucking sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, and it's I, great. And I really appreciate that, that they have no idea where it's going. Mm-hmm. They're flying by the seat of their pants. And I think it really works when it's something, when it's a franchise like the Fast and Furious where you can do that and not a beloved trilogy like Star Wars, Disney. <laughs> wow. That's not how you Drag do them. Star Wars. <laughs> Right, right, yeah. Do it to Fast Nine. Do it to. Who cares? Next one, it's Dom wants or uh, Vin Diesel wants it. Make it a musical. I love all do these. Characters. Have him sing "Fly Me to the Moon" yes. while they're going to the fucking moon. Yes. <laughs> Why and not? I don't have the investment in these characters. I mean, I do because I love these movies and I like the characters. But like, but they don't mean anything. They don't you know? really no. mean anything. So no. Roman's hungry. That's <laughs> that's it. Hungry. He's fucking hungry. He's hungry. Han's got snacks. Han is Don's always family. eating. <laughs> Letty doesn't trust the situation. God. You could do it all. Let's do it all. Yeah. Well, that's the saga. That's the saga, boys. And that's... And we did without... I did it. I called it without even attempting to. We pulled two hours. We, we did. Of course two we did. hours. We always do. We didn't even have TJ this time. No. <laughs> we usually hit two hours with, yeah. the, with or without. Yeah. There was plenty to talk about. Well, I'm tired. We've been talking for two hours. If you want to contact us at all, there's a couple ways you can do it. Yeah. Uh, you can send us an email at neverseenanyofthispod at gmail.com. Or you can head over to our Twitter and you can contact us at, at NSAOTPod. Or you can head over to our Facebook, also known as our... Free Patreon. <laughs> not so fun now, is it? TJ's not here. Well, I'm still going to make you do it every week. Yeah, so. yeah that's fair. All right. that's, your, that's your job, well, <laughs> I think next week we'll probably do a movie instead of another roundup. I believe Hopefully. But, yes. uh, yeah, so we'll be back next week with another episode of Never Seen Any of This. Yeah. But until then, we'll just say... No, 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 no,